Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to HCS Pro Talk, your weekly Halo Esports podcast arena. This is episode 58 for the week of February 5th, 2019. My name is Josh, a.k.a. JK Fire, and today I am joined by the man in the, we're going to bring it back to the business cash shirt, Will, a.k.a. I am Mr. Mayhem, Will. How are you on this slippery, dippery Monday evening? I'm fine. I'm doing just fine. Um, it's been a Monday. It's a, it's, I've, it's come a, become a staple. It's been a Monday. I don't know how else to say it. Um, but we're here. I'm ready to talk some Halo. Me too. I'm excited for it. We have some big announcements coming up. A big announcement. A big announcement, up. but I can't wait. I can't wait. <laughs> it's going to be good. Will, do you want to know what's coming up on the show today? Yeah. Well, first and foremost, Roster Mania is a goddamn nightmare. Um, not in the sense for the American Griffball League of America, which we'll get to, but like in the sense of other major Halo tournaments, some big shakeups are happening. Um, the Super Bowl has come to a conclusion. Spoiler alert, Palshi. Sorry, but uh, we're going to talk about that. The new head-to-head playlist in Halo 5 is Turning Heads. Do you like that stupid-ass play on words there? Nice. Yeah, you're welcome, Will. That was just for you. And then we have a bunch of tournament stuff to go over, including the Halo Draft League and the American Griffball League of America season, which just began as well. Um, we have the topic of the show, which is Halo Hot Takes and Unpopular Opinions. There's a lot of them. I can't wait to get into them. It's going to be great. And then um, we have a ton of community creations to get into. And finally, our announcement that we're pretty excited about. And just a quick shout out, kind of leading up to that is, uh, shout out to Scud Puddle. I said fuck you in the tweet earlier. It's all in good fun. For people who watch the community played it that's going to go up on YouTube, you'll get the context of why I said that in the tweet. It's no ill will. We love Scud, okay? Um, And you also have him to thank. For what we're going to talk about way later on in the show. Will. Yeah. That's the show. Okay. You, want, you want to go ahead and plug it? Because we're, we're done now. Oh, okay. We, we did it all. Oh, I'm just okay. kidding. Will, Will, what do we always start the show off with? Roster Mania! Yes, it is Roster Mania. So we have, um, as Josh said earlier, there's some shakeups that we need to have to talk about here. So um, first off was we have a new team announced. It is Pro Sweet Revenge. And this includes Dragonite, Crazy Tension, Rage More Nerd, and Reezy. So look for them at upcoming tournaments. But here's, uh, here's some of the big news going on. So first off, Tox drops Eco. And this uh, we got from NoobCombo.com. Yes, we, we read about it last week, but this is kind of like a refresher because of everything else that's about to transpire. Correct. So, with Frosty moving to Call of Duty and Royal 2 originally saying he wouldn't be competing, everyone was wondering what would happen to the Tox Gaming roster now that Halo 5 has concluded. When UGC's Halo Classic was announced, the duo of Lethal and Snakebite were joined by Eco and APG, formerly of Splice and Renegades. The team went on to take first place in the tournament. Before the event, Royal 2 had stated that he would, in fact, be competing, and Snakebite had confirmed that he would be playing under the Tox banner. Snakebite had also mentioned that the player he would be replacing knew the situation going into the event, so there would be no hard feelings. It is now confirmed via Royal 2 that he has joined the squad and replaced Eco, making the roster Snakebite, Lethal, APG, and Royal 2. To follow that up, GMS then drops Zerka for Eco. 
So confirmed in Gabriel's stream, GMS, who placed top six at the UGC Halo Classic, has dropped Zerka, joining Goofy, Gabriel, and Fantasy, will be former Tox Gaming member Eco. The team will be making their competitive debut with the new roster in the UGC Halo 3 Winter Series on February 8th. Then, some more. Some more switch-ups happen. Great. Elevate drops Neptune for Zerka? Question mark? Um, so Neptune has stated on Twitter that he's now a free agent for Halo 3, um, the event coming up. He had competed with Elevate at UGC Halo Classic and placed top 8. As we were writing this, Zerka, who was recently dropped by GMS, is scrimming with the team consisting of Saiyan, Penguin, Trippy. However, he is not officially on the team. So, rumors and speculation is that he will be joining since Neptune was dropped. Yes. So, this was... There was a hot debate that came up on Twitter and Discord and just all over the place, really, in regards to what has happened here. Because what I initially failed to even realize with all the shit that's been going on is that will you know what event is coming up soon here in march besides gamer for gamers forgiving what is it the hcs invitational yeah okay so the top six teams from the ugc's halo classic were invited out are going to be invited out to compete for a lion's share of 100 grand okay put that into perspective for a second here the top six teams the top six confirmed teams that place at UGC's The Halo Classic are invited out to this invitational to compete for a lion's share of 100 grand. And now these rosters are changing? Yeah. So a lot of the debate came to whether or not... Well, actually, th- this really even shouldn't be a debate. We talk about it all the time on this show. We've talked about it for months. And roster locks need to be a thing. Rules need to be in place. Now... Like, I don't want to play favoritism, but the tox situation we knew about, right? Now, may- maybe there should be a precedent in place where, nope, th- you competed with this team. This is who you compete with at the Invitational. Like, that's it. Plain and simple. With the tox situation, I know, like, everybody knew that there was going to be a change there. Uh, What? It was Royal 2? Yeah, Royal 2 said he was coming back. So... It was just going to be a matter of time, and apparently, like they said, like uh, like Maddie Rum said in the article on Noob Combo, um, they knew who they were going to be replacing, and the person being replaced knew who what was going to happen after the tournament took place. Okay, but now that so GMS dropping Zerka, uh, okay, and then now Elevate they placed top eight, so realistically they weren't invited. Which is so th- their roster situation is more understandable because they could. It, it, there's not, well, I guess there really isn't a rule in place in, to begin with. But in their situation, since they weren't invited out to this event, I can see why I'd be fine with them making a change. So they choose. Um, Will, what's your take on all this roster shit that keeps happening? No, I, I can agree. I feel like these, um, these teams that are under organizations, they really need to adopt a better kind of contract. Like, almost like like an NFL or any other sports contract where if you sign up a player, he's your player for however long the contract is. Um, And there should be a kind of standard set where it's usually a, you know, a year contract, two years, you know, this is the salary and 
if you, you I mean, just like the NFL does, if if your team makes it to the quote unquote playoffs, if you make it to the bigger events, if you make it to the the finals, they can then earn bonuses to win more money. Yeah. So maybe make that the incentive program in their contracts. Maybe the base salary isn't that much, but there needs to be something that keeps these teams together. And the only way a trade is made is actually through like proper trades for through the organization. Like there actually needs to be these. It's weird because there's no oversight from a league here. And that's what I was hoping for. Like I was hoping that three, four, three would come out in the announcement of that HCS invitational and be like, Hey guys, look, we're announcing this event. The top six teams that competed at UGC's the Halo Classic, we are inviting out. The rule is that team must remain the same. If you don't, you forfeit your seed. You forfeit your spot. You're not, nope, sorry. Sure. So, yeah, I think there needs to be some regulation to that because I completely agree that that team is the one that made it. Those players are the ones that brought them there. They should be stay together. Yes. Yeah. yeah, that's that's all I got on it, too. Go ahead. All right. So let's move past all the changes and let's get into some AGLA rosters. Uh, it's the American Griffball League of America. I had to say it because Josh says it every time. So here we go. <laughs> it feels good to say it just rolls off the tongue. Starting off with Team Never Let Go, we have Antone Militant, who is the captain. This is uh this also includes Melvishdon, Bloodsy, Titan Man 23, Mystical Novice, and Lion Winds. Next we have team collateral damage. This is God with Ivy. He is the captain of that team. We have Tintin. I'm back at it. These <laughs> these freaking names. <laughs> It's been so long since we've had a proper roster radius segment for Will to fuck up some names. It's Acnified. Sure. Neil Malkin in Elementary. I like Elementary. Shout out to you for having a gamer tag I can read. <laughs> Next we have Stat Patters United. This is a baby tortoise, captain of this team. We have Binumerator. Fran the Man 86. Fly Monkeys. Miss Kitty Cat. And Mr. Jacobo, 360. Next, we have Team Nurkobonk. Captain of this team is Rebs. Includes Kofrog, Kofrog, Anubis1632, and H2O Camper. Necrobonk. Necrobonk. Oh, that, yeah. My bad. <laughs> it's, it's okay. Um, They seem short a couple players. Yeah, I saw. I noticed that too. In maybe the spreadsheet, so maybe maybe they'll fill out that roster soon here. Next, we have Straight Griffin. We have iRobot9000. He's the captain. Um, we have Gilded Grams. Invada Zim. Sabasaurus Rex. Petra Bingley. And Twitch TV Snipes. See, the thing that I find hilarious about the, this is that we have Straight Ripping, known Halo team, Right, no known Halo organization. Now another esports as well. We have Stay Trippin' in the Halo Draft League, and now we have Stay Griffin. I mean, Straight Griffin in the Griffball League. Good shit. <laughs> Next up is We Respect Hose. 
With a Z, though. With you a know, Z. You know they respect them hoes with that Z in there. The captain of this team is iTree. This includes Trick, the Corn Ninja, TN Taylor. Looks like TNT. Kind of. Haha. And we've missed the cold. Next, we have Team Ways to Fail. Captain of this team is Priest XYZ. This includes Man Cannon, Digital Pain, the Xyle Dragon. Exile. Exile. Oh, the X is actually the Exile yeah. Dragon. We have Overweight Goat and Half Breed 105. Next, we have Team Paradox Warriors. This includes Poison Pop Tart as the captain, Tariq TE, Noplex, D Clerk, Cleek, D Cleek, sorry, the Eastbrook, and Perfect Demise. And they actually have a couple subs, which is Nakano and Sherbert Shake. See, I started reading that like she, well, there's an R there, and oh, yeah, Sherbert Shake, okay. <laughs> Next, we have Team TBD. This includes It's Rain and Men's. Hallelujah. He's the captain. It's raining um, yeah, It also includes Caleb Loves You, oh, Lord Stanley, Not Not Before Ever. Is that <laughs> I don't fucking know, dude. Green Thumb and Zeg. Next we have Team... What? How do you... SML8 yeah. All-Stars plus Kazink. Okay. Um, the captain is El Diablo 230. Teammates include Pimpin de Crib, Corian Tumor, Kazink, and Truthless Hero. Next, we have Team Ninja. Captain is the Stash 19. This team also includes the OG Gary Oak, G Bad Dog, Doom Runners, Black Knight, and Dister Dan. We next have Team Pork Chop Sandwiches. The captain is Hobo Saz. We also have Yeager 51, Hoffa 88, Ve- Vedasith? Sure, why not? And Liquid Nitrogen. Next we have Team Shadow Realm. Captain of this team is Active Hate. It also includes Thumping Hawk, Ragemore Nerd, Ace Be Silent, Almighty Tycoon, and Juice. Next, we have Roosters Bucks to Blow. Captain. Where do they come up with these names? That's a good question. Good question. Next, our captain is Silva. This includes AJ DeJuice Main, T Rich DeKing, Rockies 12, Offset, and Regressor. Next, we have Team Our Lady Tuna. Captain is I'm Shade. This includes Razor, Mungo Pongo, Saints the God, Blade B48, and Nets Pride 15. Last but not least, we have Team Lumbridge White Knights. Captain is Blim with Super, Doc Status, PhD Spaz, Twisted Status, and Leafy TV. And that does it for Roster Mania. A lot of weird names in that one. That was, that was tough. You can always count on the AGLA, the American Griffball League of America. I haven't had a tough roster mania like that in a while. It's been weeks, man. It has been some weeks. But that's okay. Sometimes I got to throw some at you, you know? We got a new league. New league season starting up. Got to get those rosters in. Which means it's time for COD and other games. Watch. Will. We actually have stuff this time. 
Crazy. And that's actually bizarre, isn't it? The week after we say we're going to take it out because we have nothing, something finally pops up. So I think it was somebody on the um, uh, the Lux Gaming uh, organization like sent us a DM with like, hey, you should include this in your God Another Caves Watch. <laughs> I, I looked at it. I'm like, oh, shit, I, I actually can. So this is a tweet from uh, Turkledor, um, and it states, me is in Turkledor. Kate, uh, Lunny, Shabby Dagger, they need two for the PCL qualifiers. For those who don't know what the PCL is, it's Paladins. So they're looking for any role EU on Xbox One. So they're looking to potentially play some Paladins competitively. Um, we have a good friend, Alex, who competed in Paladins competitively, did a very, very good job, was one of the best in the EU, as a matter of fact. So shout out to you, Alex. Um, and yeah, so if you guys are any at all interested in some competitive paladins, it's fun to watch. Paladins is fun to play. Uh, hit them up if you're in the EU and on Xbox One. That's the big thing too. Um, next up, congratulations to Optic Gaming on winning the Gears Pro Circuit Mexico City Open. So it was Optic Gaming and Denial Esports in the grand finals. Um, actually in the winners finals for the first time in a long time. Um, a team actually sent Optic Gaming to the loser finals, and that was Denial. Denial came out fucking hot. Uh, they 2 owed them to send Optic to the loser's finals. Um, Optic Gaming came right back, um, gave Denial a run for their money, and I should be saying Denial gave Optic a run for their money because it was incredible. And then Optic reset the bracket and then won the second best of five series in the grand finals. So yeah, congratulations to Optic Gaming. Congratulations to Denial as well for getting second in that tournament. I know you guys are going to be coming in hot for the next one. That's for damn sure. Next up, congratulations to Hungrybox on winning the Genesis 6 Super Smash Brothers Melee Championship. Um, Hungrybox, I didn't include him in the original tweet because the tournament was still going on at the time, but Hungrybox is one of the undisputed champions in Super Smash Brothers Melee. Um, and apparently, from what I was reading on Twitter, Will, apparently a lot of people were like, being really toxic towards him like and i thought about it and how how funny that we're going to talk about the super bowl but you have you have tom brady and bill belichick right you have the new england patriots who are one of the most wingest teams in nfl history okay they are two of the undisputed champions in football right and then you have hungry box one of the undisputed champions in a game, Super Smash Brothers Melee, and now he's getting a lot of shit for being on top so much. How about you motherfuckers, like, get good and try to beat him instead of being a fucking asshole? I can't stand people who are petty like that. I really can't. If, you, if you're not putting in the work to try and take down a champion like him, he's putting in the work to stay on top. You don't, You do not deserve to bash him like you are. So those, those who are bashing anybody that's great at anything for the amount of work that they put in when you're just sitting there doing nothing, fuck off. I don't have time for you. Next up, congratulations to Leonardo Lopez on winning the Genesis 6 Super Smash Brothers Ultimate Championship. Great series all around. Guys, we gotta spread the love. We can't keep spreading the hate like this shit. It's as simple as that. Um, Yeah, well, that's all I got. Which means, that does it. For COD and other games, watch! And that means, Will, it's time for... 
the best segment. Will's Adventures within the Aloverse! And he actually played Halo this time! And the community played it, and that's another guy too! Oh my god. So yeah, yeah. What'd you play, Will? Played some Halo this week. Uh, We did the MCC in the community play date. I think we uh, started off with BTB. Then we went into some customs. Yeah. Yep. Played uh, one from each Halo game. Yes. That was where the fuck you, Scud, and get shit on Scud came into play. Yeah. And there's a lot of get shit on Josh as well. It got heated a little bit. It was there. it was awesome. It was all in good fun. Oh yeah, it was. Really um, fun. And I hope the the people in there realized it was all in good fun, because it, it it truly was. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so played MCC, did play some Halo Five, trying to rank, get better at arena. Um, I played. I think I only lost one game this weekend. This last weekend, and it was, I went from, like, a low plat three to almost plat five. Damn, nice. So, um. You're right I, there, then. I, uh, my favorite game was, uh, Capture the Flag on Coliseum, and they cl- they capped one of our flags right away. And I'm, like, sitting back just trying to play defense, and I realized they're rushing all four every time. So I just started going over, taking their flag, moseying back to our base. We'd get the reset and we started capping. And it was, it ended up being 3 1 because they weren't paying attention to their flag enough. That's awesome. So, so you learned what the enemy team was doing and yeah. used it to your advantage. And while it seemed overwhelming at first because they were always pushing our base, if we just had one person leave and pull the flag that took the pressure off, mm-hmm. we were able to slay out and get those caps. There were a couple times where I was pissed where I was running the flag and my teammates were um, rotating to the opposite side I was running. Sure. And I'm like, what are you guys doing? All we need to do is get like two slays here and it's a cap for sure. Right. And they're moving the wrong way. But we we won the game regardless. Um, played some sweaty strongholds games. Constantly switching. Because there's no... I feel like in the plat playlist, people don't try to set up. It's just sure. cap, 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 cap. Constant and, rotation. Yep. And there's so many times where... I'm staring where they should be spawning, but my teammate has actually decided to run around the whole fucking map, and now they're spawning behind me, and I'm like, well, fuck, you were there, now you're over here, now I gotta turn around, and then I just get killed because they're all there. Sounds Uh, typical. Yeah. So, I feel like I'm getting better. And I I just, I want to run with the squad again in, in that playlist and see what's going on. Oh, we'll run with the squad, Will. Yeah, that's, uh... Oh, that was my Halo games for the weekend. What else do you play? Um, so, tried to hop on the Anthem demo on Friday. Yeah. Um, got into my first... So, we we played the VIP demo to reference from the previous week. Yes. And so, I already had a leveled Colossus and a leveled um, the starting Javelin, whatever it's called. Yeah. Yep. Um, so I hopped in my Colossus and went and straight into the stronghold because I had already ge- gotten gear from doing that stronghold a couple times. Yeah. Um, I ran into a squad of three Colossuses and one <laughs> person, one other normal ranger. That's amazing. So, um, so beefy boys. Yeah. The problem was, is when you don't have someone else to clear out, help clear out like the snipers or all that, and you're just trying to take out the waves with three Colossus, it didn't really work out too well. And then after we got past the first wave of enemies, I lagged out. Oh, and then no. I tried to rejoin 
And then I had no game sound. And God damn. people just kept dying left and right and they couldn't handle themselves. They had no idea what they were doing once it got a little bit tougher. Yeah. Um. So yeah, so I got out of my Colossus. I tried the, uh, I don't, I should learn the names, but the fast moving around one. Um, yeah, that's the, uh, you, you said it before. I'm, pre- I'm pretty sure you said Ranger? It. Is that what it is? Is it the is Ranger? It, is it a Ranger? Maybe. Because the storm the striker, a striker is that, it the striker? It might be striker. Okay. Anyway, um, I play as a storm. Yeah. So I was bouncing around trying to get kills, and um, again, I should have realized that I didn't level up that javelin. Sure. So then it got really hard, and I was tired of playing with randoms. It was laggy. It was horrible. So I got off. Got the fuck out of got, there. Got out of there. It yep. wasn't an enjoyable time. Oh, I can I can understand. Um, like I said, for our for our time last week, I'd say a good like half of it was not enjoyable. Yeah, just because of the the issues yeah. that occurred. And then yeah, I ran into what those were the only two strongholds I got into before I quit. While Jesus. while trying to load into some of them, it would put me in the loading screen. Yeah. I would drop in and then it would instantly back me up. And I'd be back at the menu trying to like search for matchmaking, basically. So there was there were some issues for sure. Um I hope that they've been cleared because, like we talked about before, this build of this game is from six weeks ago, and they had to have known this stuff was going on. I, I think this was just a stress test on their servers. I think so too. Um, so but even with even with like the fucking issues that were happening, I mean they they come out and said that it a lot of it didn't have to do with their servers, and I'm like, you're fucking full of it. Like, come on. Maybe it wasn't. I'm not a game developer. I don't fucking know. But it's like... But the issues seemed server-based. Not like, only that, but there was a lot of other shit happening, too. Like you said, the audio cutouts and whatnot. Like, what the <laughs> fuck is that? It. Oh, my God. Enemies clipping into walls. You clipping into walls. Oh, yeah. It's <laughs> like... It, it's... Enemies shooting through rocks. Yeah. That happened a lot. It did. Yeah. yeah. So I'm hoping the game... The final product of the game's better. Um, let's see what else I play. So my... A good buddy of mine, Joey, I've talked about him before. He got a 2070 graphics card for his PC, so we hopped on PC. I relentlessly jumped back into PUBG, because that's what his favorite game on PC was. I think you mean reluctantly. Reluctantly, yeah. Yeah. That's what I meant. And relentlessly. And relentlessly. I was in there. Let's go. fuck right in there. Reluctantly, because the game's been broken. The There's there's almost too many weapons in the game now, where it's like... What the fuck? Is the big thing the snow map now? Yeah. That's the big it thing. was pretty cool. Okay. Um, what I thought is if someone had walked through the snow previously, you can follow their footprints through the snow. That's kind of cool. So yeah, you can kind of track people that way. Um, but yeah, it was it was horrible because I hadn't played the game in so long. Yeah. But I did get a few kills and just the satisfaction of getting a kill in that game was, it was just, it felt really good. Oh yeah. Um. So yeah, we played a little bit of PUBG. I, I, I kept dying, so I wasn't feeling it. Um, he downloaded Sea of Thieves. So I tried to show him Sea of Thieves, but he was like, what the fuck? They just throw you in here and you don't really know what's going on. I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm here. I'm trying to teach you. <laughs> but he didn't get it. Anyway, we were at a skull fort. And I'm like, okay, so these are the different types of enemies and we're going through the motions. Yeah. Another uh, boat rolls up. Uh-oh. And I'm like, and they start shooting at us and I'm, I'm like repairing. I start shouting over. I'm like, hold on guys. I'm trying to teach my buddy the game. Don't shoot us. And they like, they're like, oh, okay. And they're trying to talk to us. 
Joey rolls up, climbs their ship and oh, goes, no. what's up, motherfuckers? And then they just like, they destroyed us and sank us because he... <laughs> You were trying to be a was, nice guy. I was trying to be diplomatic and be nice. And, and he was trying to be Captain Jack Sparrow. Yeah, he was. So he went all in on him and it didn't end pretty. So. Oh my God. He, yeah, I don't think he got a kill the whole time. So he wasn't, oh, he no. wasn't feeling it. Sure. Um, obviously it's, it's not really his type of game either. He's all for multiplayer constantly. Yeah. So I need more people to play Sea of Thieves, man. There are tons of people that play I know. I don't like joining with randoms, though. What are your thoughts on the making it so console players can choose whether or not they have cross-server? Uh, what are your personal oh, you thoughts on that? want me to get into this. Okay. Did you, okay, before you comment, yeah. did you see the developer's response? I didn't look at it fully. Okay. The, I'll just say this one thing, because this is apparently what people are upset about. Um, well, well, one of the points people are upset about. Um... While they're not going to disclose numbers, he did say that population on both PC and console are very good. So I know one of the concerns was if you segment that, then the PC player base will die off. I know that was one concern. So we tried laying some of that to rest. Sure. But what are your what are your thoughts since um, you play the game? Without giving us actual numbers, though. What's, oh, I know. What's plentiful yeah what's a, what's a high population to them um, i know the thing that i see now is you could be on a server and maybe run into one boat if you segment seg segment that population even more it could be worse um it's hard to do that say this without a graphic but um the skill gap too between pc players and xbox players um I don't think it's, if you have, okay, let's start, let me start this over. So your top tier talent on PC, the streamers that we see, you know, Summit, they're obviously really good at the game, but they're like the 1% that are that good at the game. Yeah. There's others on PC who I'm pretty sure can get dumpstered by controller players. Um, I've seen it. Um, I've joined a crew with all controller players. I'm the only guy on PC and they're wrecking these other people who are moving around. Like you can, you can kind of tell between an Xbox player and a PC player when they're turning and moving. Yeah. Just the way their, their aim is right. Yep. And we, we did just fine with, and they were able to hold their own. Um, so I think, I don't really think they should be segmenting the population or giving the option to. Okay. Um, that was kind of the allure of the whole game to start out with. And now that it's gaining traction a year after release, they're separating the population now. It doesn't make sense to me. I think it's so I don't play it. I, I, I have played it, but I don't. And I when I did, I played it on PC. I played with a controller on PC. I know I'm a heathen. Um, but no, like going based off your point, right? We've seen Fortnite players destroy PC players with a controller. Yeah. We've seen it happen. It's what's happened in tournament play. Okay. So it can happen. And me personally, I just feel more comfortable on a controller. I've, I've played, I've played Titanfall two on PC with a controller and I've shit on kids. Like it's, it's yes, there is a different type of skill gap, but it's also personal preference too. Like if you, you like what you like and you're comfortable with what you're comfortable with. So 
coming from a rare coming from rare's perspective on this right i think the reason why they're doing it is they want to give the player the option sure they they want that console player to go into it knowing that I don't have to worry about that 1%. Or, well, I don't even know what the fuck they're thinking yeah. at that point. But the only thing that I can think of for Rare for doing this is that they just want to give the player the option to do it. Right. My my thing is, is you know, people are saying that, you know, oh, not all the controller people are going to switch over, right? Yeah. Because, they, oh, they're, they're not. But I feel like, this happened in Fortnite. You know, Fortnite has crossplay. You can choose on your console if you want to crossplay or not. That is also a much bigger game, though. I know, I know. But what I'm saying is, is me personally, when I played on controller, yeah. I would just play against other consoles, even though I was decent. I, I was at one point decent to pretty good at the game. Yeah. I I didn't want to want to take that risk of running into a PC player, sure. and having no chance because in that game, that that's kind of a big difference at times. Even though you said we said controller players can hang, I think the building is a huge aspect of that, though. Yeah, because like, you can just whip around on PC. When yeah. I was playing it, they didn't have all those special editing tools that they have now for the controllers. Right. It was it was Nick Merckx, I think, was yeah. in the tournament that played with the controller, and yeah. he was doing really well. Yep. But I bet like, but he's the top percent of controller, controller players. Exactly. Exactly. So. I feel like this is going to happen in Sea of Thieves, where a lot of the Xbox population. It's just going to turn it off to not take that chance because a lot of these players are just trying to do PVE. Yeah. Honestly, a lot of these players just want to get their pirate legend rank and go do Athena's and not have to worry about PVP. So why would they not turn that off to avoid a PC player who feels all, I, I, I feel like a lot of PC players feel like they're tough on PC. going to go rumble some kids. Sure. Feel high and mighty. Yeah. So I feel like they're going to, turn that off to avoid running into those types of people because you won't get that aggressive of people on xbox so correct me if i'm wrong here but isn't the whole thing like pvevp yeah like, they don't have separate servers no they don't okay okay P they're just hoping that a pc player doesn't come in and wreck their shit yeah okay um and then another side of this whole story is you do have people who rig the servers where they get their buddies in there and somehow keep joining and leaving the ship and some, I don't know how it all works, but they get a full server of like Alliance ships and they just run a PVE server and don't invite anyone in. Now, I don't know if like that feels a little weird to me. It feels like you're rigging the game just yeah. to get a standing. Yeah. Like, no, that's exactly what that is. I, I don't know. And that really has nothing to do with, the turning the option on or off. Sure. But I hear where you're coming from, though. That kind of... You're a, you're playing a pirate game and you just want to run you around... You want to be a pirate? You want to just run around and dig up loot and not yeah. actually have the risk of anything happening. It's kind of ruins the, the fun of the game for me. Like, I've gotten shit on with loot on my boat. Yeah, it sucks. But I'm like, this is the game. Yep. This is what I signed up for. This is exactly Let's go it. back and get our loot back. You know, I agree. You just keep fighting. Um, But yeah. I think... I'm curious to see how Sea of Thieves fares after this update where they, they, they're bringing a streamer mode. I don't know what that entails, um, but it could be, could, could make things better for those who are streaming the game. Um, the, I really hope the population doesn't die off as much. Um, I've run into more Xbox players than PC players in my time. 
Um, just joining random crews. Usually there's, I'm, I would say on most of the crews I've joined, I'm the only PC player. Okay. Um, every once in a while I get one or two other people with on PC. Sure. Um, and then just out in the world, I was doing a skull fort yesterday with that random dude and he was definitely on controller from his movements and the way he was moving around. So I just hope that it doesn't turn into me sailing the seas by myself and not running into anything and that could that'll get a little boring to be honest yeah i'm uh i'm anxious to see where that game is in a year because we we've had we've had this resurgence you could say Mm -hmm. i feel like it's at its high right now they're doing they're doing the ubisoft thing where like with rainbow six with for honor so on and so forth they're they're listening to their community more they're bringing things in that people want. They're adding more content. It's free, so on and so forth. It's keeping people engaged, right? It's what Fortnite started with and continues to do. <laughs> yeah. Okay? That's why it's so popular still. One of the reasons, I mean. So I'm I'm excited to see where this game is in another year. Yeah. Just just to see. And I uh Summit brought up some good points about some things they could add that I thought would have been pretty cool. Just even like daily, weekly challenges like games have had in the past. Just something to get people out on the seas and doing things. Yeah, um, I agree. Adding certain skull forts to have like an Athena chest at, right at the end so you could get big battles there because it would mean more people would want to go after that skull fort because that's one of the rare That's one sure, of the so rare chests. You'd have a guaranteed Athena. one. Yeah, a guaranteed Athena at one of the skull That'd forts. That'd be cool. That everyone on the server is just going to try to go. To yeah. Because that's... That'd be cool. Um, you could do like a... Are there factions in that game? I mean, I, well, I know there's people that you turn things into, but like, yeah. are there strict factions? Like, do you choose a faction you want to be with? No. There should be now. You think so? They should do... Because think about it, You do... Well, uh, like in World of Warcraft, right? You have Alliance versus Horde. Okay. It's one of the biggest battles and whatnot. Yeah. So, in Sea of Thieves, if they had, like, two or three factions, kind of like in Destiny or whatever, and you pledge your allegiance to this faction, you don't get to change. Like, that's... I mean, maybe they do the Destiny thing where it changes out, like, every couple weeks or whatever, Mm -hmm. you can change your allegiance. But... And then you have faction battles across the seas. Well, that's what For Honor does. Yeah. See? There you go. Fuck it. Why not do that? Yeah. You could have, like... You you could own an island. You could have an island. I mean, servers are going to make things difficult. Like, uh, but like, that'd be, I think that'd be kind of cool. Faction V faction battles. That would almost be like fight over a specific territory. You get cool loot or some shit for it. Maybe a cool cosmetic. Yeah. I don't know. That's, oh yeah. That's kind of, that would be kind of weird because you can hop servers pretty quickly in that game. Sure. But even like they're, they're coming out with an arena, the arena mode. Oh, which is, um, I think they put a bunch of people on an island and you fight and whoever's left gets the loot type of thing. So Sea of Thieves Royale. Well, kind of. Sea of Royale. <laughs> but I think it's more of like a, um, I wonder if you get respawns. I just don't know. Okay. I don't know if it's like in a, an arena game where you get to respawn and come back and fight. Cause sure. That sounds kind of cool though. It'd be interesting to see what they bring. Yeah. Um, but they're coming out with that, which is supposed to, you know, another mode in the game to hopefully increase population size. Um, I like the idea of factions 
don't know if they'd be able to implement it with where they've gone so far. Sure. But yeah, it would definitely be cool. Hmm. Lots of lots of things they could add to that game. Lots and lots of things. Um, but yeah, they're saying daily weekly challenges, Athena's more just more gilded quests. So during Christmas time, yeah. They had our holiday time. Sorry, don't want to offend anyone. <laughs> um they had like gilded quests you could get which was be- bigger, better loot during that time frame, And sure. those are gone. And you saw a huge surge, surge of players come back for those gilded quests. Yeah, limited time events. Yeah. Absolutely. And they need, those, those need to be more frequent because now they haven't had anything for two months. Sure. And it, the, you can tell there's times where like, it just, it just feels dead out there. See, they could, they could go wacky with it too. I mean, if you look at the art style of that game, it's not realistic. So realistically, I mean, well, for lack of a better word, you could go, you could do some goofy Valentine's Day thing. Sure. I mean, they have, they have, there's yeah, it's not, not realistic. They have ghost ships that pop up. You're fighting skeletons that yeah, pull. There's, there's so many pull. wacky things that they could do with that game. It's yeah. rare for crying out loud. Oh, I agree. I agree. Um, yeah, I, I just, it's, it's been a gripe since the beginning of this game that it just needs more content to do, to do. Yeah. Now they have the Kraken, they have the Megalodon, but you can't choose to do those. Those are those are random occurrences that happen sure. on the sea, and like it kind of sucks if you run into a freaking kraken when you're trying to on a quest or trying to, um, try just trying to get somewhere. Yeah, trying to get to another team and you get kraken. It's like, oh, I didn't want to fight this right now, but I have to. I think if they added, I think one of the reasons why I haven't come back and like I could, but like I think one of the reasons why I haven't is because they. There's no real story. Like, there's no real narrative that's taking place. No. You go grab a quest to go get something, bring it back. Okay? Yeah, there's... You could... And you could witness some cool shit happening, like, in that time frame of going to get the thing and bringing it back. But, like, I think it'd be cool if they implemented... Like, like actual, like, a narrative. Yeah. And maybe that they maybe they should do like a story mode to start you off for the game. That's why like you sure. you are just thrown into it. Sure. And or it, maybe they have a special event, right? And it's like you have the story of Davy Jones or sure. something like that and you go on like a journey that Davy Jones would have taken, right? Sure. And there are like the specific areas that you go to and there's cool loot and shit, there's specific loot for that event. Or maybe that's where, because they have cosmetic items, maybe those special events, you get special cosmetic items. Exactly. Exactly. They could do, I mean, not not necessarily strict tie-in, but you know how like Kingdom Hearts has Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah. Right? If you have something like that in Sea of Thieves, where you get Captain Jack Sparrow's outfit, if you complete the quest line or something, just, just something like that, something to entice me for something to go for. But I don't know. I mean, right now, uh, what it's all about is that pirate legend status. Yeah. Which get all, I mean, it takes a while. Get all those ranks to 50. Yeah. I'm at like 20, I think 24 is my lowest one right now. Sure. My highest is only like 26. Well, I mean. (laughs) Slowly grinding it out. At least it's something to go for. Yeah. It's true. But yeah, that game definitely needs more content. We've rambled on far enough. For my games, Josh. I'll be quick. I promise. Uh, so yeah, Halo Five and Halo MCC. Um, the community playdate. It was great. Had a fun time as always. It's a good shit. Next up, Shotgun Farmers Will. Shout out to Jordan on this one. 
Um, for those who don't know what Shotgun Farmers is, it is a video game on Steam and Mac. It is $10. No, this is not an ad. No, we are not sponsored. I'm just shouting these motherfuckers out because this game's fantastic. Will, do you know what Shotgun Farmers is? I watched you play it, yeah. So, it is a first-person shooter where the guns are fun plays on, like, vegetables and fruits and shit. But the cool thing is, is that when you shoot your gun, if you miss and the bullet hits the ground, it starts growing another gun. And you don't reload or anything. You just keep picking up grown weapons off the ground. And there's different game modes. It's an early access. That's why it's only 10 bucks. Uh, so there's going to be new maps that are added, new game types that are going to be added. Um, you unlock cosmetics and whatnot. And it's, it's just, it's really, really fucking fun. The only thing against this game, and it's not even a thing against the game itself, is that nobody plays it. Yes, you get matched up with bots, and yes, the bots are pretty competent, but more people need to play this game. So I implore you, wonderful viewer and listener and anybody who listens to this show, if you're interested, the game is absolutely fantastic and it's only 10 bucks on Steam. Again, it's an early access. Hopefully there's like there's going to be so much more content coming. I cannot say enough good things about it. So Jordan... Thank you for that recommendation as well. The game's fantastic. And then, Will, very quickly, because we'll talk about it next week, because I imagine we're going to be playing it before next week's show. Um, Apex Legends got not only announced today, well, it got leaked like a couple days ago, but it got realistically announced and released today. If you don't know what Apex Legends is, um, it is the new game from the makers of Titanfall, Respawn Entertainment. And no, this is not Titanfall 3. What this game is, is a battle royale set within the Titanfall universe. A couple quick things to get out of the way. You cannot play solo in this game. It's squads only. But if you queue into the game solo, you get matched up with two other people. So it's three-man squads. Okay, it is hero based. So there are eight different heroes, I believe, that you can choose from. Each have their own unique abilities, kind of like the specialists in Black Ops. Okay, or even um, a little bit of Realm, Roy- Realm Royale with the different. Uh... Yeah, or Overwatch, whatever, <laughs> with, like any class based shooter. Okay, so or any hero based shooter is what I mean. So I believe there's eight to choose from from the get go, and. Um, it is completely free to play. It is on Xbox One, PlayStation 4, and PC. You can download it right now. You can play it right now. I played one game. Um, we made it to the end game because we never engaged with anybody because we were on the outskirts of the circle the whole time. Um, it has all the, almost all of the movement as Titanfall does except wall running. Um, and the thing, okay. I hope the game does well. I hope that I obviously hope any game really does well, as long as it's not a smoking pile of garbage, but and this game is not that. Um, but I am upset. Will I'm upset that Titanfall three, it is officially known now that Titanfall three is no longer in development. And this game is what turned it is what it turned into. Titanfall three will no longer be coming out. It's done. 
And there's a, there's a Kotaku article out there. You can read up all about it, but that is what this game turned into. And, uh, I'm a little upset about that because I think Titanfall is some of the most fun multiplayer I've ever had in a first person shooter. And the campaign in Titanfall two was really good as well. Um, so I was really looking forward to a Titanfall three. Um, and I think it was a fucking sin that EA did not give the first Titanfall and the second Titanfall enough promotion and advertisement, because if I'm not mistaken, they both came out around the time battlefields came out. And when you're EA and you're a fan of EA games, what the fuck you think you're going to gravitate towards more a game they're not promoting or a battlefield. So obviously people went fucking towards battlefield on those. It's, it's a, it's an absolute sin that they didn't do enough with that because people who have played Titanfall one and Titanfall two know those games are fantastic. And the gameplay in a, in uh in apex is, is great. Like it doesn't play badly. It's just, man, I really just don't want to continually play a battle Royale with Titanfall mechanics. I want to play multiplayer in Titanfall, but that's besides the point. That's it. That's all I played. So like I said, we'll talk more about Apex Legends next week. I'm guaranteed because we'll play it. Um, Mm -hmm. But yeah, I'm excited to hear what you have to say about it, Will. Um, Okay, Will, before we move on to the news, we can quickly just touch on this because a big big thing happened over the weekend. The New England Patriots went up against the LA Rams in the Super Bowl in Atlanta. And uh, lowest scoring Super Bowl of all time. But not only that, Will, one team had three points. Will, what team got the three points? Just imagine. You spend $3,000 to go to the Super Bowl. It's one expensive Maroon 5 concert and a field goal for the Rams. <laughs> oh, no. The Rams got three points. They got three points. The Rams got a field goal. That was rough. And they missed one. It didn't matter, though. It's going to be yeah. garbage time anyway. But, like, three points, dude. Um, you have one of the best offenses in the fucking league and you got three points. Um, yeah, it was it was painful to watch if you're a Rams fan. Goff was off all day. Full. He was awful. Ha yeah. ha. Um Gurley was he, Nowhere to be fucking seen. He, he had, had one good play. He had one good run, and it's they were saying, Oh no, he's not injured, he's fine. There was something wrong. There is something wrong with Gurley. I would think so too. For them to feature Anderson that much, yeah, because they played him in the uh, they played him in the in the Saints game too, didn't they? Anderson, yes, yeah. they did. Yeah. Yep. So something. I think there's a, an injury with Gurley that they didn't announce, and we'll probably hear about it in the off season here. Um, but yeah, it's, they couldn't they couldn't produce anything, and I think that's uh, you know Belichick got a lot of pressure on him with his defense. They played phenomenally. Goff did make a couple bad reads where he could have made plays. Oh, oh my God. They had two potential touchdowns. Yeah. Yep. Well, the one that he almost caught in the back of the end zone. Oh, I couldn't If the ball it. was delivered earlier and underneath rather you than said a top, second earlier. Yeah. Yep. He could have snagged that for a touchdown. And then the Rams almost, they could have won it. Yep. And then there was a play earlier too where... Um, I don't remember the receiver. I think it was Woods was underneath in the middle of the field, just wide open. Wide open. And if he would have turned and ran to the right, he like he most likely gets down to the 15-yard line. Yep. And it, it would have been a huge play. But Goff 
threw it deep and incomplete pass. Yep. Um, now I, I'm going to say this because, okay, Will, you, you wanted the Rams to win. You said you wanted the Rams were expecting the Patriots to win. Yeah. Okay. Um, I was expect, I wanted the Patriots to win. I was expecting the Rams to win. Okay. Um, am I a Patriots fan? No. Okay. Let's, let's set the record straight here because I feel like I'm probably going to get a lot of shit for this. I said after the Chiefs game, I will never bet against the Patriots anymore. I just won't. And I didn't put any money on the game or anything. I mean, like betting, like metaphorically in my mind. Okay. I'm never going to root, like, I'm never going to say that they're not going to win the game. So going to the Super Bowl, I said the Patriots are going to win this game. I'm expecting the Rams to. Like, because they have the better offense. They have one of the best offenses in the fucking league. And they were held to three points by the Patriots defense. Now, let the record show that Brady did not play that great. Okay? And not only that, but the Rams defense played phenomenally up to the fourth quarter phenomenally but the problem is and will what happens every single postseason game against the patriots in the fourth quarter brady gets a touchdown brady gets a motherfucking touchdown granted he didn't get it but right led them to a touchdown yep yep and because the beginning at the beginning of that game it's like oh all rams all day brady's first throw of the game is a pick uh, they missed their first field goal. Like things are looking all Rams. Then out of fucking nowhere, the Patriots defense shows up. And what was it? The first eight drives for the Rams ended in a punt. Yeah. All eight. Like both. Okay. I see this. I see a lot of this on Twitter. A lot of people are saying that this was boring. Okay. I didn't think it was boring at all. I thought, like, I I said that, you know, defense wins championships, right? Everybody wanted the shootout. I wasn't expecting this game to be that low scoring at all. I don't think anyone was. And if we would have had, like, Rams-Chiefs, obviously it would have been a shootout again. It would have been a repeat of that Monday night game. But the fact of the matter is, both defenses played so fucking well up to that fourth quarter. It's just the Patriots played better. That's all it was. So I, I enjoyed the game immensely based off how both defenses played. And they're like, Will, you and I were sitting in the same room. Like when they had those big fucking plays, when he, when Goff bobbed it downfield, we're like fucking sitting on the edge of our seat. Like what the hell's going to happen here? And then you see the Patriots player just come zooming and hits it out of his hands. And we're all just like, what the fuck? It's the game was exciting. You know, what was not exciting. That halftime show. No. At all. You know, so... They teased us with Spongebob. Yeah, that was mean. <laughs> that was really mean. It was really mean. Towards the end there, so like, Adam Levine. Yeah. It's The halftime show starts, and he like has no emotion on his face. Yeah. And he's going through and he's singing, and then... Um, Travis Scott. Travis Scott. I mean, when you, when you start with Spongebob and you go into Travis Scott, that's a huge freaking like... What the fuck? Like, that let down right there. They took a huge L right there. Um, And then Big Boy came out for one song. Okay. Yep. Um, Adam Levine comes back out in, like, a fucking tank top. And we're like, what the fuck, dude? Like, is that necessary? I know, you- that's, I know that's his thing. But then, but then it's like, 
you know, it wasn't that entertaining. And I think he just like, he rips the shirt off. Right. And it's just like that last ditch edit for like, Oh, nothing's working. I'm just going to fucking take my shirt off and <laughs> yeah. see if this is entertaining. This you know? moves like Jagger, dude. Yeah. Uh, it, did you see the, the meme on Reddit about that? No, I did not. Somebody posted animal Levine in his tank top and then a picture of these person's drapes and they were the same pattern. And I'm like, Oh my God, it's fucking awesome. Oh, that's hilarious. Oh, it's hilarious. But yeah, it just, I mean, if you're, I'm not, I don't hate Maroon 5. I'm not like a, Oh my God, Maroon 5 fan. Yeah. I'm like they're, it is, they are what they are. Yep. They are who we thought we were. They're stadium pop. Yeah. And, um, I don't know. It just didn't, Ever since the fucking Prince Super Bowl, nothing's Super lived Bowl, up yeah. to it. It was good. I did like JT's performance last year, though. It was pretty good. With this Prince tribute? But, like, everything good. since Prince has just not been, like, a... It's not been spectacular. No. It's just been like, oh, oh, okay. I thought the Bruno Mars one was pretty good, too, though. He's pretty entertaining. Yeah. He's good. He's a good entertainer. Um, also, I, for the record, I just want to say that I was correct with my predictions of the halftime show. Maroon 5, we're going to play three old songs and three new songs. And guess what they did? They played three old songs and three new songs. I called that shit. I just got to give myself a little, you know, yeah. There you go. <laughs> but yeah, um, it just, it wasn't, it wasn't an exciting halftime show. No. The game was, it wasn't, Okay. I'm on the side of it wasn't entertaining from what is considered entertaining from a football game. High scoring, lots of big plays. Sure. What people look for. But it was still an intense defensive battle. Yes. Which makes it, to me, entertaining. Because that's just the defense is playing at a high level when they usually don't. And maybe that was the focus. Maybe going in, both teams were like, crap, there's, they're great offenses. We need to up our defense and they practice their defense. And then the offense was like, Oh shit. You know, when, when you're the Rams and you shut down Hogan, that's pretty good. You shut down the wrong player. Well, they're okay. Hogan and Edelman are both pretty damn good receivers, but yeah, Hogan, Hogan didn't get a catch. Edelman got one, maybe like five too many. Yeah. He got, he got almost all of them. Um, yeah. And I didn't understand. I'm like, you're leaving him open again yep. constantly. Like yep. they, they should have been double covering him. Take that option away. Make Hogan make the catch. Cause we saw him drop a couple already. And then they triple covered Gronk and Gronk still caught the fucker. Yeah. Down at like the three yard line. Crazy. It's it just, that was cause of his size. You just throw it up. Yeah, there he's a big he's, boy. He's got that positioning. He's a big boy, but yeah, no, um, it won't go down as a great Super Bowl by all any means. No, it's immense Brady's and, Belichick's legacy even farther. That was, you know, that was, that was Belichick's Super Bowl. Sure. That defense played phenomenally. Yeah. Like, yeah, that I give it to Belichick on that one. Brady, not so much. Edelman played really well. And so, but I mean like the Rams defense too. I can't, I can't take anything away from them just up until the, the fourth quarter. Like they played really well too. And before anyone says anything about calls, there were calls on both sides that should have happened. Okay? I'm just going to leave it at that. As you know, people always say, oh, the refs were on the Patriots side. Nah. There are a couple missed calls on the Rams side, too. Oh, yeah. Uh, social media blew up before the, even games, before the game even started because Brady fist bumped one of the refs. 
Yeah, it's and like, come on. It's yeah. It, there's there's just that stigma at this point. He just can't be respected. Like he can't be respectful towards them. Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. Anyway, that's where we'll leave it. Will that does it? Should we move on to some news? Yeah, let's roll through it. Let's do it up. First and foremost, Halo Wars 2 January update by 343 Industries. I'm just going to read through the bug fixes real quick. First up for some global bug, fi- bug fixes. Fix hard locks encountered while downloading a balance patch update. Fix hard locks at the main menu while booting the title. Removing duplicate files. Fixing a desync issue that could uh, occur after a balance patch. All balance changes of the past year included into the content update. An addition of 20 plus multiplayer tactic files to help balance units. And for Windows 10, games start to lay at launch a multiplayer match improved for those with an AMD graphics card. Go ahead and check out the article in the show notes of the Google Doc of the show. Next up, Will. MCC update for January 30th, 2019. This is by Postums. Good afternoon, MCC players. January 30th, a new update is rolled out to update the title with some new pieces of content for, uh, for current and future playlist updates and a bug fix for some string issues on the main menu. Keep reading below for full details in each piece. Part of this update is to remind everyone that we are all members of this incredible Halo family and we will continue to strive to remain one of the most supportive and inclusive gaming communities around. So, first off, happy Black History Month. That's a big thing. Uh, For bug fixes, fix an issue where incorrect strings are displaying in the main menu as well as in matchmaking search selections. Playlist update. Below are the full notes for updates made to playlists in today's update. Social games 1v1. Teams have been enabled in head-to-head for the following games to make it so you can no longer view your enemy after dying. HCE Slayer, H2C Slayer, H2A Slayer, Halo 3 Slayer, and Halo 4 Slayer. Social games 8v8, HCE Slayer. Lowered time limit to 15 minutes. Enable the flamethrower and fuel rod gun from Halo PC. Okay, that's exciting. Adjusted vehicle sets so each team receives one Warthog, one Rocket Hog, two Ghosts, and one Scorpion. Social games 4v4 Halo 3 Team Snipers. Beam rifles are now present on the map and radar has officially been disabled. They've heard your pleas. Competitive games Halo 3 Lone Wolves. Slayer King of the Hill and Oddball have had a Magnum secondary added to all AR start variants. Why the fuck is it AR starts? In competitive Halo 3. Good question. Get that the fuck out of there. Are you kidding me? And pistol secondary? Get out of there. The Halo 3 pistol sucks. Get it out of there. That's bad. Did you notice um, the nod to Black History Month on the MCC menu? No. For those who haven't seen or seen it, check out the rear left bumper of the Warthog. Did they add something? They did. That's really cool. Go check it out. Little surprise waiting for you there. That's pretty neat. Next up, head-to-head 1v1 playlist is out now within Halo 5. This is by, do you want to say the name, Will? Who is it by? I've heard it said multiple ways. The most recent one was Unishek. Okay, so we're going to go with that. We're going to see what happens. Today, our new rank playlist, head-to-head, went live, adding unique experience to to the existing winter 2019 arena season. Whether you're a lone wolf on the prowl or simply trying to improve your uh, prowess in one-on-one engagements, this new offering should help you hone in your skills. We're excited to see how the matches play out and what strategies you deploy on your quest for victory. So what is the mode? We're mixing things up a little. 
Here are the details. It's a round-based Slayer mode, which is made up of three rounds, each going to five kills. However, there are some nuances to be aware of. Let's break down the win conditions. When you win two rounds in a row, the game ends with you as the victor. If you lose two rounds in a row, the game ends before things get too out of hand. If both of you win a round, the series goes to a decisive third round. It's important to note that by the end of this third and final round, you will need to make sure that you have more kills than the opponent does for the entire match. For example, after a round one where you lose 0 to 5 and a round two where you win 5 to 4, the enemy has 9 kills and you only have 5 kills. This means in round three, you need to account for total kills in the match, so winning 5-4 again won't cut it as you'd only have 10 kills compared to their total 13. After a round 1 and 2 scoreline above, you need a 4-0 or 5-1 performance in round 3 to tie or a 5-0 to win the entire match outright. It may be round-based, but this is still Slayer game mode at its core. The player with the most kills at the end of the match wins. Makes sense. A lot of debate over that, though. Can promise you that much. To give a little more context as to why we took this approach, I asked our sustain designer behind the mode, Blaze, to provide a few sentences. While 1v1 is certainly a niche crowd, my goal was to approach the mode in a way that is slightly more accessible and in some cases more tolerable for someone who wouldn't typically play a 1v1, but maintain the same excitement for those veterans who already do. One way of doing this was to shorten the match times. That way, when a player has a bad match, it's over quickly and they can move on to a new opponent. Opponent. Another was by adding rounds into the mix, which we hope will, which we hope will help in a couple areas. Resetting the playing field will allow new opportunities to obtain the power weapons and power positions, and it gives the players the chance to learn the map's layout and the best starting strats. Sense power-up. After a few playtests using the default power-ups, we felt like most of them gave too much of an advantage for too much time in these 1v1 matches. As a result, Blaze started brainstorming different ideas that wouldn't be overpowered but would still be worth picking up. Here's what he had to say about the new power-up. Something else that set this mode apart from your typical 1v1 is the sense power-up. Which is, scripted, which is a scripted power-up that gives you 20 seconds of radar. Unlike Overshield and Camo, this power-up doesn't give you a direct buff, but gives you the tools that encourage tactical plays. While Blaze designed the power-up, he enlisted the help of some scripting experts in the Forge community to help him execute on it. Thanks for the help, McClurtim96, Yamudas, and Extraterrestrial. And for the maps. As soon as Blaze knew that he wanted to pursue creating the head-to-head -head playlist, he began scouting our community-made maps. After finding maps that had unique gameplay encounters, they were put through our internal testing gauntlet to make sure that they were suitable for ranked play. I wanted each map to offer a different experience with a variety of play styles and levels of learning curves. From simple, flatter maps with dynamic cover to, comp to complex, multi-tiered atriums and teleporters. Out of the seven maps, there should be something for everyone. That said, here's a closer look at all the maps you'll be able to find in the playlist. We have uh, Cepheus by Blaze and Soldat du Christ, Devotion by It's Longshot, Fault Line by Solo, Jungle Rock by Sniper, These Walls by The Examples, Third Gear by uh, Extemption, and Transgression by The Silence Broken. So, there was a lot of complaining on Twitter when this mode was announced, Okay. And I think a lot of the complaints came from people who haven't played the mode yet. Okay? They see it and they're like, it's not classic 1v1. What the fuck are you doing? Okay? I'm not kidding. Like, that's what it was. That's what a lot of the complaints were. So, Vetoed played a good amount of it yesterday on his stream. He's had really good things to say about it. And based off what I was watching, based off when I was watching, I mean, um, 
I think the rounds are okay. I don't think they're bad. Um, I have yet to play the mode yet. Okay, for the record here, and that radar, that radar pickup, like he died with it multiple times. So yeah, you see where the person is, but if your shot is shit, who cares? It doesn't even matter. Like he had the shot on people, and yet they would they would still get him with that when they had when he had that power up picked up. So I don't think it's that much of a game changer, like they were saying in the article. I'm gonna have to give it a shot myself, but uh, I think people can calm down. Maybe, maybe. Will, do you have any thoughts before we move on? Nope, nothing on this. I just uh, I haven't tried it myself. Um, I guess I understand where they're coming from with the round perspective. It gives, it allows for things not to snowball too quickly. Yeah. And um, gives someone a chance to come back because. There are 1v1s where if someone just gets that power position, you're just screwed the rest of the time. Right. The person's going to want to quit right away. Yep. And with the dwindling population as it is, might as well try to get as many people to stay as they can. Next up, Warzone Turbo and Roaming King are back within Halo 5. Unleash your full arsenal in Warzone Turbo or squad up to control the Wandering Hill and Roaming King. Both fan favorite modes have returned to Halo 5 for a limited time. Next up, we have the Community Spotlight for January 31st, 2019 by Snickerdoodle. You can check that article out. Next up, we have the February Halo 3 Clip of the Month Contest by Noob Combo. And I quote, We are happy to announce our Clip of the Month Contest. It's pretty self-explanatory. Each month, players will send their best clip, and at the end of the month, our guest judge will choose the one they like the best. Judges will be a different member of the Halo community and will change each month. This month's judge is, con- is content creator and analyst Shyway. Here are the rules. Clip must be from Halo 3. Game will change each month based on the number of entries. And be from this year of 2019. Submission must be in the form of a URL from xboxdvr.com. Head to xboxdvr.com, enter your gamer tag, select clips, choose clip, copy, and paste the URL. Prize will be one $25 USD Xbox gift card delivered in digital form. All clips must be entered by February 23rd, 2019. One submission per person. The run will be announced on our site and on our social media accounts, Instagram and Twitter. To enter, click in the form that they have in the article in the show notes of the Google Doc of the show. Having fun with that one? Yeah, you know, I didn't wrap my head around it for a second there, but I, we got there. We got there. And uh, submit your clip. Next up, Lux Gaming drop a new apparel line. This is a tweet from Lux Gaming, and I uh, quote, the Lux Gaming 2019 apparel drop is here. The new Lux baseball jerseys will be seen in action at the HCS Austin Invitational and throughout 2019. They look pretty fucking great. And I'm not just saying that because of the purple and gold. But you know, that has a little bit of something to do with it. Looks pretty nice. And then we have Halopedia and Halo Nation merger is actually going to happen. And I quote, It's official, Halopedians. The merger between us and Halo Nation is happening. We can't wait to work with the Halo Nation team to make the best wiki we can for everyone. So we've been talking about this for a few weeks now. Um, Both votes have happened for both sides. Looks like both voted almost unanimously for yes, let's do the merge. So they're going to be emerged and it's going to be great. Time for some competitive news, Will. First up, because this got announced... While we were recording last week, so we didn't have a chance to talk about it. It is official. UGC announces the Halo 3 Winter Series. And I quote. 
The temperatures are low, but you can keep your kill count up throughout the winter in our newest Halo 3 4v4 tournament series. The Halo 3 Winter Series is a six-week, free-to-play tournament series played on the UGC Esports platform, offering a cool $1,000 prize pool to be distributed among the upper percentile of teams. There's plenty of Halo 3 action to look forward to this year, and the Winter Series will furnish a competitive battleground for players to stay warmed up against other top Halo competitors. Here is the format. 32 teams, double elimination 4v4, Friday nights at 7pm Central Standard Time. Sign-ups on the UGC Esports website. You can join the UGC Discord at the link that's provided in the article. First date is February 8th, with the following dates as follows. February 15th, February 22nd, March 1st, March 8th, and the final one taking place March 15th. Again, a $1,000 prize pool per week. First place taking home $500, second place taking home $300, and third taking home $200. Here are the rules. All tournaments will be played on the UGC Esports platform against the 4v4 double elim. Maps and game types. You will need to download all of the maps and game types from the Xbox profile official HCS. Max number of entrants, 32 teams per tournament. Roster lock. Finally, we have information on roster locks, Will. Your roster locks as soon as you join the tournament. You must play with the person who was on your team at the time you registered for the tournament. Subs. Each team is allowed a substitute player. You must inform an admin in the UGC Esports Discord of who your sub is. Their UGC Esports username, Discord name, and gamertag. The sub player is the one who will receive points at the end of the event if they play. The player being subbed out will lose their points from the event. If you do not tell an admin about your sub before the event starts, you'll be disqualified for an ineligible player on your team. Host. The host for the first game will be the higher seed. The host for the second game will be the bottom seed. If the series goes to game three, the host will be the team with the higher seed. And connection issues. If a player lags out during the first 30 seconds or before the first kill, the map should be ended and restarted. If a player lags out after the first 30 seconds or the first kill, the map will continue and the player who dropped may rejoin the game. And they announced a new merch line for the Winter Series. You can go ahead and check it out. I might get a shirt myself. I wish they would have done, rather than the black shirt with the decal, like a blue and white like lined shirt or something. Like wintery themed? Wintery, more wintery themed. That'd be pretty fucking cool, actually. But I mean, a little missed opportunity, but... A little bit. I think it's um, it's more efficient to do a black shirt with the logos rather than trying to get all fancy with it. Nah, fuck that. UGC, step your game up. <laughs> Just got probably still going to get a shirt. Um, next up, Europa Halo announces the February Cup. This is by Europa Halo. And I quote, The early entry form for the February Europa Halo Cup is now live. It is going to be a Halo 3 MCC Draft Cup. Eight captains will choose from a pool of players their teams to enter in this double elimination cup. EU only. Aiming for 32 players, but this is not a first-come, first-served basis. We will keep accepting signups until right before the draft part of the cup. Any remaining players will be in the sub-pool. Eight captains will select, in turn, their team from the pool. Will the Wonder Boys return? Will a Europa Halo FFA winner like Kana or Jimbo lead the way? Will MK Viable Manatee captain a team like the veteran he is? The Europa Halo Draft Cup is open for signups. Sunday, March 3rd is the provisional date. And the signups are at the link provided in the tweet in the show notes of the Google Doc of the show. Next news story. Looking for players in the Maryland. Is that Maryland MD? 
MD's Maryland, right? Yeah. Yeah. And then Virginia. VA. Yeah. Yeah. Looking for players in the Maryland, Virginia area for Halo MCC Halo 3 tournament slash land by herder. And I quote, this post is specific to Halo 3 on Halo MCC. Trying to find people in the Maryland, Virginia area willing to attend or help organize a LAN or small tournament. I'm only stationed here for about seven more months before I'm off to... What is that? Something Hawaii? Is that... Is H-I Hawaii? Wahiawa? Wahiawa Hawaii? Is H-I Hawaii? Okay. I love how I just fucking, I'm getting these states like, oh man, I'm such an idiot. So I'm looking to improve and get some solid practice before I'm isolated from the rest of the U.S. I have ideas for a potential venue in Maryland, but we really need some traction in order to secure it. Please contact me on the following platforms regarding this. Xbox Live is the Herder, two R's, and both her and her. Twitter at WallaceMcDonough6. Facebook, Facebook.com slash Wally.McDonald.5. Or PM him on Reddit. I'm willing to carpool with people to make this happen. I just saw this post on Reddit that I'd include in the news. If you're in the Maryland, Virginia area and you wanted to get in some LAN action, hit up Herder! Next up. Early signups have begun for the February 16th Halo Wars Champions League tournament hosted by HWTC. The link will be included in the show notes of the Google Doc of the show, Will. The final news story for you. Registration is also open for the GT Halo Overnight Halo LAN and I quote, Will, book the dates, locals. The Overnight Halo LAN is back. March 1st, 6 p.m. to March 2nd, 6 p.m. Location at Landlords GC on Twitter. Registration is now live for the Overnight LAN. Check the Facebook or Discord to register. Good shit. GT Halo is Greater Toronto Halo. So if you're in the area, get in on that LAN action as well. Will! That's going to do it for the news. And you know what we're doing? What's that? Well, I can tell you what we're not doing. We're not including scrim results, which means, Will, it's time for some tournaments. Take it away. All right. First off, we have the Wichita Esports Convention. 2019. So here we go. Let's jump into them. We have some Halo 3 FFA results. First place went to Savage Cat. Second, BM Tradition. Third was Lumpalicious. Fourth to Skiz. Fifth to Rifleist. Sixth to Idolize. Seventh to T-Spite. And eighth went to Godfist. We also had a Halo 3 2v2 happen. First place went to King of Sharts. Second place went to Antiperspirant. Third was the Bandits, fourth was TMC, and fifth was Endless Waltz. King of Sharts. What a great team name. Josh, you want to take the next one? Yes. Before I do that, I want to say this real quick. Um, shout out to Heavy Rainfall for providing for providing those results. Um, I know they weren't streamed, but thank you for sending us the bracket links. It is greatly appreciated. Gotta give the shoutouts where they're due. Next up, we have the Puckett's Winter Wonderland. Results, Will. First place went to... Oh, this was a, a Halo CE 2v2. Yep. That's yep. what this was. First place went to Ogre 2 and Glopeshy. Second place went to Rippin and Grimace. Third, fourth went to Scatty and Porter and Schiz Schizo Control and Joker. Fifth through eighth. 
Nakamura and Zekin, Retro Winjohn and Lil Kitten, Oz and Stu024, and STK Dominator and Hannibal. Congratulations to everyone. All of the VODs, which there are a lot of them, will be included in the show notes. Take it away, Will. Next, we have the HWCL tournament number two hosted by The Banished. First place went to Cars and Cameras. Second was Rock Generation. Third and fourth was Leo Halden 2 and Jeff Kills. Fifth through eighth, we have Power Moe's, EOD Spartan Seb, L Hex Zero, and Nakamura RTS. Will, time for some Halo Draft League match results. We got a decent amount for you. First and foremost, we had Casually Filthy going up against Harmony K. We're going to go through the rosters because there are subs that come in, um, so that way people know what's going on. So Casually Filthy consisted of Takedown, Hero Walrus, The Abstract Kid, and Veronica, while Harmony K consisted of Nate King, Tom Nom, Turtles, and Wizard HOL. Game 1 was Capture the Flag on Truth, 3-0, going to Casually Filthy, starting off really strong. Game 2 went to Slayer on Truth, 50-26, going to Casually Filthy, keeping that train a-rolling and it doesn't stop there because Game 3 was Strongholds on Eden, 100-30, going to Casually Filthy with a hot 3-0. VOD is included. Next, we have Spellbound Gaming versus You're in Trouble. Rosters, Spellbound Gaming is Blues Who's. Nikolai, Old Master Lao, and QX. And you're in trouble is Boomy, I am Tooth, Turney, and Eurosnow Cone. Game one was Capture the Flag on Fathom, 2 to 1, going to Spellbound Gaming. Game two was Slayer on Plaza, 50 to 38, going to Spellbound. Game three was Strongholds on Eden, 100 to 8. Ugh, going to Spellbound, 3 0. Spellbound takes it. <laughs> hey, I've been on those eight side of things before. It gets rough. It's it's pretty rough, man. Uh, next up, we had Infusion going up against Safeties Off. Infusion consisted of Pro Shot, Holic, I Am a Tooth, and Nader Hater. Something to note: Church was out again for medical reasons. And then Safeties Off consists of Closer Spore, Mirage, uh, PHX Pride, and Ream Seamer. Game one, capture the flag on refuge, three to one. Safety's off. Game two, Slayer on Coliseum, fifty to thirty-nine. Safety's off. Game three, strongholds on Eden. Will, bet you can't guess what happens here. Never mind, I bet you could. One hundred to twenty-five going to safety's off. That's another hot three-zero. This time going to safety's off. All right, next we had Infusion going against No Mercy. Again, rosters for Infusion was Church Mirage, Ream Seamer. And I think I was looking at this name. You said PHX Pride. I'm, I'm thinking it might be FX Pride. Like the PH makes the F sound. FX Pride. Could be. Anyway. Um, sure. To note here, most of safety's off squad and one actual member of Infusion. Which was Church. So. That was kind of weird there, but whatever. Anyway. Um, then we have No Mercy, which is Haze, Why Not Be Reckless, Goom, and Splattered. So here we go. Game one, capture the flag on Coliseum. Two to one going to No Mercy. A lot of these CTF games not going to time. Yep. Um, game two, Slayer on Plaza, 50 to 40 going to No Mercy. Game three with Strongholds on Plaza, 100 to 4 going to No Mercy. Another 3 0. Not to be outdone, we have Casually Filthy going up against Spellbound Gaming. You already know who the rosters are, so let's get into the games. Game one, Capture the Flag on Truth, 3 0. Casually Filthy. 
Game two, Slayer on Truth, 50 to 31. Casually filthy. Oh, no. Game three, Strongholds on Eden, 100 to 83. Oh, wait. Spellbound Gaming takes a game. Here we go. Game four, Oddball on Echelon, 150 to 136. Casually filthy. Series score, 3-1. Casually filthy. All right, next up we have Stay Trippin' versus Sierra. Rosters for Stay Trippin' is Benji, Floppy, LD50, and Neo Shooter. Members of Sierra include Closer Spore, Disrupt, Old Master Lao, and Space Pistol. Game 1 was Capture the Flag on Refuge, 3-0 going to Stay Trippin'. Game 2 was Slayer on the Rig, 50-13 going to Stay Trippin'. Game 3, Strongholds on Plaza, 100-3 going to Stay Trippin' for 3-0 going to Stay Trippin'. Did Sierra even show up for that series? Ah, uh, that was that's that's weird. My God, that's that's whew. that's rough. We had what? We had a hundred to eight, a hundred to four, and now a hundred to three. It's like just keep going down the spectrum here. Um, next off was safeties off going up against Sierra. Safeties off consisted of Pro Shot, Holic, I am a Tooth, and Nader Hater. Sierra went to Closer Spore, Disrupt, Space Pistol, and Zapper. Game one, CTF on Coliseum, three to one. Safeties off. Game two, Slayer on Plaza. Now. I was watching the VOD, and it looks like the game just cut out, but apparently Safety's Off won it. So, there's that. And Game 3 is Strongholds on Empire 100-7. Safety's Off. They take the series 3-0. There you go. Alright, and then next we have Harmony K versus Scars Esports. Harmony K includes Turtles, Ream Seamer, Prince Saiyan, and Wizard. And Scars included Fireboy, Collapse... Eu Lava and Fluriously. Game 1, Capture the Flag on Coliseum, 3-1 going to Scars Esports. Game 2, a Slayer on Plaza, 50-41 going to Harmony. Game 3, Strongholds on Plaza. 135 going to Scars Esports. Game 4 was Oddball on Eden, 150-72 going to Scars Esports for a series score of 3-1 going to Scars. Will, we have what are maybe not necessarily the absolute final season one standings right now but they're close to it but we're gonna go through them anyway straight stay tripping six and oh casually filthy six and one safety's off five and one scars esports four and one no mercy three and four e you're in trouble two and one spellbound gaming two and five infusion two and six harmony k zero and four and sierra zero and seven um a few things to note here Stay Trippin', Casually Filthy, and Safety's Off have all clinched playoff spots. And also something else to note, because we're not going to be able to talk about it until next week, this is the final week before playoffs. So when you're hearing this episode, this is the final week of regular season matches for the Halo Draft League before we get into playoff territory. Um, it's going to be exciting to see who gets that next spot there. Um, yeah, mm -hmm. it's, it's going to be exciting. A lot of between scars and no mercy things are very close so well it looks like is it the, the top six teams get a playoff spot so right now scars no mercy and you're in trouble are all in um but if you look at it you're in trouble's only played three games right so they have a lot to make up they do and that could heavily sway where they where they land absolutely so will that's it for halo draft league what's next we got the American Griffball League of America. We have a match recap here for you. So, Our Lady Tuna went up against Collateral Damage. 
series score or game score, sorry, was five to two going to Tuna. We had then collateral damage go up against Paradox Warriors. This was a 5-0 going to collateral damage. Straight Griffin went up against Never Let Go. Another 5-0 going to Straight Griffin. We then had Straight Griffin go up against Ways to Fail. This was a 5-3 going to Straight Griffin. <clears throat> Next, we had Never Let Go versus Stat Patters United. Game score was 5-1, Never Let Go. We had, then had Our Lady Tuna go up against Lumbridge White Knights. Game score, 5-0, going to Our Lady Tuna. Next, we had Team Ways to Fail go up against Stat Patters United. Game score was 5-2, Ways to Fail. We then had Nurkobonk. Did I say that wrong again? Necrobonk. Necrobonk versus Team Ninja. 5-0 going to Necrobonk. Next up, Necrobonk going up against Pork Chop Sandwiches. Game score was 5-0 to Necrobonk. We then had Rooster Bucks to Blow versus Our Lady Tuna. Game score, 5-0. Justin and Seems pretty them. consistent here in what we got for scores. Justin include the winning team. Oh, uh, Rooster Bucks to Blow. Rooster Bucks to Blow, all right. All right. Um, Fuck me, dude. Oops. Our Lady Tuna go up against SML8 All-Stars and Kazink. Thank God. Series score went 5-1 to Our Lady Tuna, so I didn't have to say that name again. Um, we have... Then Rooster Bucks to Blow versus Shadow Realm. Game score was 5-0 going to Rooster Bucks. We then had Shadow Realm versus All-Stars. Let's call them All-Stars. I think that's what they abbreviated them to as well. Game score was 5-2 going to Shadow Realm. We then had Shadow Realm go up against TBD. Game score was 5-2 going to Shadow Realm. Rooster Bucks went up against TBD. 5-0 to Rooster. Rooster Bucks then went up against Lumbridge. Again, going to Rooster 5-1. Never Let Go went up against Team Ninja. 5-0 going to Never Let Go. Josh, you want to read the recap here? Yes, we have a week one recap by Rage. And I quote, Hey everyone, we've got a quick recap for you going into week two. Week one has come and gone for the AGLA Winter League 19 season, and we've got a clear championship favorite early on. Rooster Bucks to Blow, captained by our own AGLA administrator Silva has raced into first place with an early 4-0 record, with Lumbridge White Knights being the only team being able to score on them. With 22 games for each team in the season and a lot of returning veterans who haven't competed in over 8 years, this season is far from over. Straight Griffin is off to a 2-0 start, with an early favorite to compete for the championship, and they just so happen to be matched up against Rooster Bucks to blow on Thursday. Here are the current standings for the two conferences. Necrobonk is 2-0, Straight Griffin 2-0, Never Let Go 2-1, Collateral Damage 1-1, Way to Fail 1-1, We Respect Hoes 0-0, Paradox Warriors 0-1, Stat Patters United 0-2, Rooster Bucks to Blow 4-0, Our Lady Tuna 3-1, Shadow Realm 2-1, TBD 1-2, Pork Chop Sandwiches 0-1, Team Ninja 0-2, Lumbridge White Knight 0-2, and SML 8 All-Stars and Kazink 0-3. There was a total of 18 games played in week one with a handful of reschedules with 28 more on the schedule for week two and 29 in week three. There's plenty of Griffball action to follow. The statistics page continues to expand while we adjust to returning to manual input, but everything is caught up and we found here along with the updated standings. Uh, the Google Doc link will be included in the show notes of the Google Doc of the show. So check it out. Something to note that I think Rooster Bucks and Tuna are smartly doing is just playing all their matches. 
the earlier you can get those games in, the um, I feel like the teams aren't going to be all solidified yet. Or they're not going to be gelling together. They're going to get those early wins, and hopefully that can carry them farther. Because if you give teams more time to practice, they're gonna they're gonna get better. Fuck yeah, couldn't agree more. Will, Will, that's it for tournaments. Which means it is time for the topic of the show. Will, I'm excited. I am really excited for this one. This is gonna be a good time. So, like we said before, Mewtwo, not to be confused with the actual Pokemon Mewtwo, but Mewtwo on Twitter. Okay. And again, the Pokemon Mewtwo doesn't have a Twitter, but this Mewtwo on Twitter, regardless, put out a tweet looking for unpopular opinions on Halo. And I saw that and I'm like, that's a great idea for a topic of the show. So I reached out to you guys. What were your guys' hot takes and unpopular opinions on Halo? Let's go through the Discord and see what the folks had to say. First and foremost, we had Heavy Rainfall and he states... The eSport bar is my hot take, and I would use the eSports bar in Las Vegas as an example. So for those who don't know, in our Discord, we had a huge discussion about eSports bars in general. Okay? So for context on all that, get in the Discord if you're not already. Read up on all that. It's good conversation. Maybe because it's in Vegas, but an eSports bar is cool theory, but I've never seen a good approach to it. Unlike professional sports, eSports doesn't have much to watch throughout the whole year. Seasons rotate and so does the sports, but we all have that in a program standard is a Overwatch World League. So the bar wouldn't make money year round like a traditional bar does. Makes sense. That fully makes sense. Um, I think, I think the justification was maybe if you had other leagues like that have pro leagues, right? So like a Call of Duty World League, their pro league matches start today. Like, as we're recording, the Pro League matches are right now going on. So, if they have that in conjunction with the tournaments that take place throughout the year, you could have constantly something going, right? And Will, have you been to, oh my god, uh, is it Updown? It's Updown. Yeah, you've been to Updown, right? Oh yeah. Okay, have you seen the TVs? Like, they have old wrestling being shown, they have old cartoons being shown, What's to say that you can't have an esports centric bar that has old tournaments being played, like old ones that, like old Halo tournaments, old Call of Duty, old Warcraft? It, do, it doesn't matter. Just old tournaments, just playing in the meantime. Well, yeah, no, I agree. And even even now, sports bars, when there's not a sporting event on, they have sports shows on. What's to say they don't start featuring streamers? Great idea. More content Great to constantly idea. be shown for those games that are um that that are popular. And that's something Mixer and Twitch could do where they hey, you need to pay us to uh, to use our streamers. Yeah. Like a partnered streamer. That partner would know he's being featured. There would have to be a lot there'd have there, it would be a ton that went into it. That'd be a great uh, name for a bar. Mixer. Mixer? Yeah. It would be. Wouldn't it be? The, the mixer bar? Yeah. It, that, that'd make a shit ton of sense. Um, But yeah, and then, the, you know, just just get gaming content out there. You could have gaming articles, gaming news playing. It doesn't have to just strictly be esports. Just anything gaming in general could be there. Yeah. I, I couldn't agree more. I think that's, I think that's a great crop compromise that could be had there. To just have content playing throughout the year. Yeah. Um, All right. Time for some Halo hot takes. 
High Tech Redneck states, Oh boy, do I have some hot takes just off the top of my head. Halo 5 isn't nearly as bad as everyone tries to make it out to be. Oddball is boring. Vehicles and matchmaking suck. Playable elites can stay in Halo 3 and never make an appearance ever again. I don't hate Sprint, although I'd be cool without it too. And Strongholds is better than King of the Hill. Okay, let's break this down. Will, we're going to get to yours because yours has to do with the first part here. So do you mind if we skip that for a second? Sure. Okay. Oddball is boring. What do you think? Do you think Oddball is boring? I, I Okay, when I first started playing it, I yeah. thought it. I thought it was. Sure. Now that I kind of know how to rotate a little better and how to move around, I have a ton of fun juking people out with the ball, especially on Echelon. Yeah. I'll be like bottom and I'll go up the pipes to top so that they start coming up top and I'll just drop back down bottom and start rotating again. Oh, and it's so Jesus. fun just to be like, people will be get up there, my team slay them out and I'm already moving bottom again. See, there you go. I, I, I enjoy it. No. So you're wrong, high tech. No, no, I'm not I'm saying just, I'm that. kidding. I'm totally fucking kidding. You I'm like totally what you kidding. like. That's that's all I'm saying. You it's, like what you like. This is why it's the hot takes segment. I wanted to hear what other people's hot takes were. This is fantastic. Uh, vehicles and matchmaking suck. Yep. Yeah, you know, okay. So here's, here's my problem with vehicles. It's that nobody focuses on them when they're on the field. Like, I, to be completely honest with you, I don't care if you don't get in one. It's just when an enemy does, you need to focus on that. You can't just let them run amok around the whole fucking map like they normally do. That's why in our community playdates, I'm always calling out where I see other people's vehicles because... You're always shouting, focus on the Banshee! Yeah, because focus if, on- if think about it. If everyone takes the 15 seconds to turn their fucking head and shoot the Banshee, it'll go down like that, which means it's no longer a threat on the field. And you can focus on shooting everybody else. Simple. Super simple, Will! That's all I ask. So yeah, I get irritated with vehicles on the map, I can tell you that much. Um, playable elites can stay in Halo 3 and never make an appearance ever again. Sure. Yeah, I, I'm going to agree with that one because, uh, like, fuck dinos. Uh, <laughs> I don't hate Sprint, although I'd be cool without it too. I don't hate Sprint either. I think people are too butthurt about Sprint. To be completely honest, we talked about it on a way previous episode of this show. And it's all about Halo 5 is designed for it. So just use it, use it properly. Don't just run around the map and you're fine. Exactly. And then Strongholds is better than King of the Hill. False. True. Oh, shit. (laughs) Can we have them both? Yeah. Okay. That would be a good variant, you know? Yeah, Another, I want both. Yeah, I agree. I really I, like that idea of the Roman King, though. Um, I need to play that. Yeah. I need to play that. Um, it sounds awesome. I just like it because Strongholds, is it's it's set up for Halo 5. Yep, it and, relies more on positioning, I would say, because of and, consistent yeah. Yeah, with setups. King of the Hill, with the movement in Halo 5, I think it would cause too much chaos. Yeah. It'd be, it's nice to know where the hill's going to go, mm-hmm. but at the same time, it's having those three plot points that you know where they are, kind of like a territories type deal. I think that, yeah, it makes more sense in Halo 5. All right, here's Osprey's. Osprey states, Halo 3 is dead and an entire tournament was sold off of nostalgia. Mm, how do you feel about that one? I'm inclined to agree. Because you know what? I was sold on it. See, I coming from my perspective, you were surprised it was going to happen. Yeah, and then 
watching it, it was like, yeah, it's cool, but the only reason I'm interested in playing it now is because it is in the limelight. Yeah. If it was, and I'm I'm still not even, I spend more time on Halo 5. Sure. I barely play MCC still. So, yeah, I guess I can agree with that. I do, I do believe that the tournament was sold on nostalgia. Yeah. But the fact that the tournament brought so much of the community back together kind of makes Halo feel, feel good again. But now we have to determine how much that ride gets, how much that wave gets ridden, you know? Like, does it die down after this event? Does it get bigger? Does it stagnate? It's, that's the real question now from where we are. Sure. Um, but yeah, I was, I was definitely sold off the nostalgia of it, but I, as a person who still loves and enjoys Halo 3, like I, I had a great time with it and I, I I'm going to be excited for anything Halo 3, but I'm biased as fuck. So whatever. Um, okay. Next hot take again from Osprey. Bungie already took Halo in the wrong direction with reach before Halo 4 and Halo 5. Whoever wants Bungie back is asking for reach 2 or destiny. Sure. Everybody knows my opinions on reach. The the thing is, is that um, when people say they want Bungie back, it means they want Halo 2 or 3 back. Yep. They want old Bungie. They want classic Bungie back. Yep. No, I, but I completely agree with... So I agree with him stating that Bungie already was taking it in the wrong direction. Yep. But when people say they want Bungie back, they, they really... They really mean they want the classic Halo back, yes. not the Reach Destiny 2. But they... When they say, I get where he's coming from on that. No, I think they really want armor lock back, Will. I think that's what they really want. All right, let's, let's, so armor lock, right? You yeah. go into armor lock. It's the worst mechanic you, that you they come ever out, introduced. You come out of armor lock full shield, right? Yes. What if they took your shield away when you came out? Like you used your shield to go into armor lock. You come out and your shield's gone. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Yeah, never mind. You do. Yep. You come out with full shields. Yeah, I forgot about that. Because one of the things that people would do is that you would a person you would run armor lock, right? Mm-hmm. And you would go up and you would find an enemy. You would you would armor lock down, they'd come up to you or you'd go up to them, you'd melee armor lock, get out armor lock. I mean uh, and then hit them again. It's yeah. so like you you'd be invincible. You'd be fucking invincible. Sure. And uh but yeah, it's it, armor lock is just such a shit mechanic. Like it, it is, it is the worst thing that they've introduced next to Bloom in Reach. Did Reach have thrust or boost? They had a thrusting armor ability, um, but that was it. Okay, because I was thinking like, so you come out no shields, or even you come out one shot. Yeah, and then if you had thrust to back away when they come out, you could just pop them. Yep. They used their health to go into armor lock so that they could come out safely. Yeah. I don't know. It could have made it a better mechanic. Well, see, it also, like, the counter for armor lock is that you just didn't go next to the person. True. Because when you're in armor lock, you can't move. Right. You're, you're locked in. And it's just it's just a pain in the ass. It's oh, just I a agree. fucking pain in the ass. Because when you, when you go into armor lock, I think when you get out of armor lock, it may send out, like, a small EMP blast, I think. Maybe. Maybe I could be completely wrong on that. Like, this is why this is how much I don't like basic reaches multiplayer. I don't even fucking remember. <laughs> like, that's that's how bad that shit was. All right. All right. Let's move on. Um, then. I agree with you, Osprey. All right. Last Osprey hot take. Halo Battle Royale would be the best thing to hit the franchise since MLG. 
He wouldn't be the first person to think that. No, but it... Okay. I I do feel like the Battle Royale genre is on the downslide. You think so? Fortnite is big because of what's there. Can I tell you something? What's up? This Apex Legends. Okay, did you see with the picture I posted in Discord today? Um, I, I haven't had a chance it's to fine. look. Perfectly fine. Now, this is day one. Okay, this is at this is just day one. All right. But Shroud, Dr. Disrespect, Dr. Lupo, others as well, they're Apex partners. Yeah. So they have hashtag Apex partner, hashtag ad. They're being paid to do it. Right now, I bet it's even more now. At the time I posted the picture, they were at 410,000 people watching. Right, it was bigger than Fortnite. Yes, by over double. But that's like, again, this is day one. Okay, I can't like, this this might not be the way it is moving forward. But I don't think it's dying. I don't think it's dying. I think it's becoming... It's the norm? You know what? Part of me thinks yes, because first-person shooters, right? Goldeneye, you know, biggest fucking thing. Nobody thought it was going to be possible to do a, a console FPS. Okay, then you had the like the first real good console FPS with Halo. Okay, then it just exploded, right? Everybody wanted in. Everybody made them. Then you had the third-person cover shooter. Everybody was making those. Okay, became a staple, became a mainstay genre, right? Then we had hero shooters. Everybody was fucking making a hero shooter. Okay, became kind of a mainstay. And now we have Battle Royales, which started as a mode, is now a full games. Like there are just Battle Royale games that are coming out. This has become a mainstay. Now, I. I want people to iterate on them. I want them to be better. You know, I want them to do new things like first person shooters have continually been able to do. Third person cover shooters have continually been able to be done. Hero shooters, so on and so forth. As long as battle royales continue that, I can, I, I think it's a mainstay. And you know what? Fuck it. Halo should have one. And we talked about it before. If they have one where... It's not detracting from anything else. Like if they're able to have their their multiplayer, their campaign, right? Yeah. And have a battle royale mode as well. Fuck it. Why not? I'm just saying they got infinite coming out. They said it wasn't going to be part of infinite. That's correct. But it could be its own thing. It could be. And they honestly to to bring people back into Halo. Do what Apex is doing. Do what Fortnite did. Make it free to play. Yep. Microtransactions for armor skins, weapon skins. Just uh, it's it's the way to go. It's- See, we've had Halo Spartan Assault, we've had Halo Spartan Strike. It's time for Halo Spartan Royale. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I uh, I don't know. As long as it didn't detract from any other thing, like the the Halo story or anything like that. Yeah. Go for it. Another training simulator. Sure. <laughs> Why not? Fuck it. 
I, I think I think it could be a thing. I think they should make it a thing. Why not at this point? You know, um, but like we've constantly said, it, we just want them to make the best game that they can. So, and we know they're working on it. All right, here we go. So Silos wanted to do like a book on Halo hot takes. I told him to try to keep it a little bit shorter. Here are his hot takes. All right, hot take from me. TLDR podcast edition since the full write-up will be too long. Halo mechanics have been constantly stripped down and the game is less exciting and less fun to play as a result. The biggest offenders of this are Halo 3, Reach, Halo 4, and Halo 2 Anniversary. But every game carries the burden other than Halo 1. Feel free to ask me for details, but literally every aspect of the game has been uh, reduced to give you less control and choice over what you do, or they make it easier to prevent people from making mistakes that put them in bad situations. Shooting is easier in every game past the first. The amount of viable weapons that are not carbon clones of each other reduces past the first game. The melee system is incredibly boring in every game past Halo 1 and Halo 2, and Halo 2 melees are only good because of glitches that and aren't half as cool as Halo 1 melees, even with those glitches. Grenades are more boring in every game past the first. Once nading weapons and power-ups was removed by using explosives to boost yourself is non-existent. The spawn system both runs automatically and is easy to abuse, which makes it frustrating. Power weapons and power-ups don't come up nearly as often anymore. Your individual power-off spawn has been reduced. There's no decision-making in what weapons you pick up, and if there is, um, if it's there, you pretty much should always pick it up. Movement is the closest thing they've gotten close to the original in terms of being cool, and even then it's either being it's either based on invisible information and glitches or it's ridiculously compli- complicated while simultaneously saving you from tiny mistakes. Side note, I'm not against glitches, but I understand why they get patched out. If you patch every, every glitch in Halo 1, you still have a phenomenal game with everything I just mentioned still being great. Patch out glitches in some of the other games and things start getting a lot worse. Also, why did it remove fall damage and health? And finally... Uh, Shiran FFA Oddball is one of the best for fun game types ever, especially since it requires almost no effort to create the game type. For those who don't know, Silos likes Halo 1 quite a lot. Couldn't tell. No. He likes Halo 4 the most. Oh, don't even start with him. <laughs> don't even do it, Josh. What are your thoughts on Halo 1, Will? It's fine i i enjoy myself when we play it it's, sure um i don't like the pistol flip after the melee it takes longer to reset sure it feels like and i always miss my melee so i just get shit on afterwards okay i'm gonna break i'm gonna break down a couple things here oh god okay silas is gonna fucking hate me but here we go to add hot takes to your hot takes silos i'm gonna say this Meleeing in Halo 1 and Halo 2 blows balls. Just throwing that out there. If Halo 2 melees feel like they don't do anything except if it's an assassination. Okay? Halo 1 as well actually. Fuck it. Halo 1 as well. Same same thing. Um, let's see here. I think the spawns in MCC are fucked in Halo CE. I think you get caught off spawn way too quickly. Um, in which case if you do you're just screwed. There's nothing you can do. Let's see. Power-ups don't spawn nearly as often. Okay. It'd be kind of weird if it spawned a lot more, but in today's day and age. But I can see where you're coming from on that. Let's see. 
Shooting is easier in every game past the first. That's debatable. Shooting isn't as easy in three. You just have to lead your shots in three. Yeah. And I don't, yeah. What were you going to say? They just, every, shooting in every game was, was changed. Basically, yeah. Um, grenades are more boring. I mean, if you remove hit markers and make it less boring. From five, yeah. Yeah. And also, the grenades in one are nukes. There are many nukes in Halo 1. That doesn't make it more fun. That makes it more unbalanced. But maybe unbalanced is fun. Maybe that's what that is, Will. I don't know. And also, Sheeran? No. It's not the fucking most fun game time. Get the fuck out of here. I had no idea where I was going, but it was fun just popping out of a teleporter and like taking down a couple people and popping back. My God. Why did you remove fall damage and health? Because fall damage fucking sucks. And health is even worse. But you know what I will say? Fuck it. I'm going to say this. And I don't think it'd work in Halo. I don't. But like I said to you multiple times, Will, the manual heal in Black Ops is fantastic. So they, but Halo has shields too. So it's, it's difficult, but mm-hmm. like, I love that manual heal. Yeah. Fall damage fucking sucks, dude. You're a Spartan. I don't want to take fall damage. I'm a big boy master chief. The armor's going to crush you though. <laughs> I mean, I'm genetically enhanced. That's why I piss and shit in my suit. <laughs> That's why the, the melee to the back is an insta kill because it breaks the connection between the suit. And the person... So you're telling me that dropping over 100 feet from the air? That doesn't break my back? I'm stabilizers, goddammit! Alright, whatever you say. Oh my god. Um, okay. Those were Silos' hot takes. A.K.A. Halo 1 Lover Extraordinaire. Okay, next up we have Search. Bloom was literally the most pointless thing put in a Halo game. There is no reason for RNG in the premier arena shooter. And here's my real hot take. Halo 5 has been the most fun to watch broadcast out of any in the series that have been esports. Holy shit. That's a hot take. I love watching competitive Halo 5. Yeah, I would say the same. Yeah. I think the stories that we had in the past few years have been incredible. And uh, I really do like the gameplay of 5. I think the I think the competitive aspect in 5 is one of the best in any Halo. That might be a, a hot take myself, but like that's honestly got opinion there. Search, I agree with you. And then uh, the Bloom thing, I know that wasn't your real hot take, but yeah, Bloom is the worst thing they could have ever implemented. Yeah, if you're trying, if you're trying to make a competitive shooter, I mean, Fortnite. I has know, it. I fucking can't stand it still. But it's, I could go on a rant about how Fortnite doesn't care about its esports community that game is not very competitive um i mean you can make anything competitive well here's the thing they they've constantly undermined their building the building was everything in the beginning yep and now they have things like the boom boxes and all these things that just take down the building and they've released these things the day before their competitive tournaments yeah i couldn't believe that either i think they were using their competitive tournaments as marketing like, look, here's a tournament. Oh, we got this new thing. Come check it out. Everyone go play. And you can make tons of money. Yep. So I can understand that. I agree with that. All right. Goalie sniper. Justin Flesh in the flesh. 
Not really, though. He's he's still over in Canada. So, first hot take. <laughs> Reach wasn't as bad as everyone says it is. Competitively, yes. Bad. But as a whole, it brought so many good things to Halo. Customization was unmatched. Your own Spartan and campaign was awesome. The characters were actual characters for once. And the online was fun as shit. Real firefight mode. The last game I could actually forge on. Custom games were awesome. Race mode. Infection. Invasion was awesome. In the beginning, I loved armor abilities. It added more variation to each fight and map. Later, I developed a hatred for them. My most played Halo tied with Halo 3. I was in high school, so I had lots of time to play it. Dare I say it, it was my favorite Halo. Now all credibility is gone. Second hot take. Top three most fun vehicles in all of Halo. Chopper, Revenant, Elephant. From three to one. Three, so Elephant's number one, Revenant is two, Chopper's three. Two, two. Throwback call. Nice, Nice job. Third hot take. I love the Chief, but the universe is so much bigger and there are other stories we could be exploring. But so many are stuck in the mindset that it must be about the Chief. He's not even the most interesting Spartan, too, let alone character in the Halo universe. And final hot take, just to annoy Josh, Epitaph is better than is a better map than Construct. Let's break it down, shall we? I didn't play Reach, so I don't have any comments. Therefore, it sucks. Moving on! Um... The vehicles? Yeah, um, I don't think I've ever been in a chopper. Sucks. Moving on. I I I, what's a Revenant? Halo Reach. Moving on. The elephant was pretty fun. Yep. I'll give you that one. I love just like sitting on there with a turret. I was waiting for people to drive up behind us and just freaking crush them with the turret. Toot toot. Exactly. That is right. a deserving Halo. That is a deserving number one spot. Three. Well, what do you feel about three? Love yes. the chief, but there's more yep. to be. I agree. I wish that there was more of him in five because I liked the. Okay. So if you ask Dom this question, he wants nothing to do with chief talking. Okay. Because if you play, when we play through four, you will realize that chief starts to become moody. Like chief starts to become a little emotional in his words. Okay. Okay. To the point where it's like quipping so fucking melodramatic, dude, come on. You're a fucking, you're a soldier. Yeah, she's going rampant, but what the fuck are you going to do, man? Deal with it. Okay. And then Halo 5 is just basically that to the nth degree. And it's just, yeah. I agree there are far more compelling characters than the Chief. It's just the problem is, is that when people think of Halo, they think of him. And don't get me wrong, I love playing as him. I wanted to play more of him, more as him in 5. It's just, I think I think that was their goal. I think they, they wanted to try to get away from it a little bit with him in 5. Kind of expand things a little bit further, see, like test those waters. And people were pissed. Well, I think this is, so going back to what we've seen in Infinite, Infinite the trailer. It's Master Chief's story. It's a Master Chief story. Yep. And maybe they fix, because I don't want to say fix, but he gets a new AI. Yeah. Or just other supporting characters with him. So it's not just about him and you get those deeper stories with other characters as well. The more compelling characters. Do you think if Infinite is more of an open world scenario, do you think they'll have more characters in the world that you can go interact and go on missions with? I would hope so. I think it'd be fucking cool. 
all, it's all pure speculation at this point. But yeah, I think that if they did that, and I don't want it in a, and I'm not saying they're doing this. It's just, I don't want them to take the destiny approach where it's just somebody you go talk to in a hub area. Yeah. Like it's fucking pointless. I want to go. I want what's been in other halo missions where you have these people alongside with you because then you have the banter back and forth. And like, if you had the, I would have been your daddy skull on, you have more dialogue as well. Things that normally wouldn't happen. And it's just, it expands on that world. And it, it makes you feel like you're, you're more in there. Yeah. Um, God, what game was it? This is something that it was one of the call of duty games, one of the world war two based ones, but they put the NPCs, they put like their, their like captain, John, whatever Sullivan, their name above their head. Yeah. And they would talk and then you'd be out on the battlefield and they just fucking die. And it just made it like, Oh shit. Like anything can happen. Yeah. And I don't know the connection to other characters I think could help a games a game out tremendously. Yeah. I agree. Hopefully that happens with Infinite. Okay. Anything Honest- else you want to talk about with Justin's? On to Scud Puddles. All right. On to Scuds. Also, wait, hold on. Hold the fucking phone. <laughs> trying to get by it. <laughs> I see you trying to skip this last piece. Hey, Justin. Fuck you. Construct is better than Epitaph. What is Epitaph? I'm trying to think. I can't remember which map that is. Because of how bad it is, I know. Okay. So it's it's a Halo 3 map, okay? And it's got uh it's got the giant yellow lift at one end, and then the other end is just a, a smaller yellow lift, and you have outside areas as well. Top mid has a platform that's floating, and then on the bottom you have rockets sitting in the middle. Overshield, it's like a long hallway. It's like okay. a very long hallway with and you can go outside gotcha. and whatnot. I don't know. I don't remember it off the top of my head here or what from your explanation. That's fine. I'll have to check it out eventually. Bad. All right. So moving on to Scud Puddles. Ground Pound is one of the funnest mechanics to use in any Halo, especially the really long ones from three stories high and unsuspecting victims. I can I can admit that it's fun when you get someone with it. Yes. But it's terrible when it's used against you. Yep. And it doesn't have a place in the competitive. No. I don't, I, I'm glad they took it out. Because it, when it was in competitive, you used it to stabilize. Like, yeah. that's what it was. It was only used for that. I mean, you would you would ground pound a couple people and teabag their bodies. But the majority of competitive play with ground pound enabled was using as a secondary stabilize to get somewhere else. Yep. And then you could, like, thrust out of it or whatever. Exactly. Yep. Like we used it to uh, make that jump on Molten from stairs to correct to the open deck area. Yep. So it was used to make jumps. It was used to get around a corner and stay behind the corner for an extended period of time so you don't get shot at. Oh, and then if the nade's on the ground, you're up higher. Correct. That's that's what it was used. It was used as, as an evasive maneuver, not as a killing mechanic. Mm-hmm. Right. Um. But yeah, I'm I'm glad it's out of competitive. And when I see it being used in casual, I I laugh because I forget it's there. Yeah, same. Yep, I hear I hear it like queue up. Yeah, and I'm like, what the fuck? Oh yeah, that's right. We're playing social. Oops. Oh, Spartan charge. Oh, Spartan charge. But it is it is fun to use. But yeah, sure, I can agree with that. All right, Will read yours. All right, Halo Five is one of the best enhanced mobility FPS games to release since the genre exploded. Is a great game that was only called bad because of its wide change in dynamic from previous titles and nostalgia field hate waves not for true gameplay value. 
Yeah. You agree? I mean, I play every Halo regardless. I don't care if it's bad or good. I played Reach for crying out loud. And I, I like Halo 4's multiplayer. Like, I'm... I love... Okay, love is a strong word. I play everything that gets released. And I said it before and I'll say it again. I think Halo 5 is, like... I think it's the most competitive... I, I think it's the most competitive. You The, the amount... So yes, there's sprint, but when you sprint, you don't have your shields come back. There's your there's your takeaway, right? They took away ground pound, thank God. Um I think if they just would have gotten rid of radar, if they would have gotten rid of radar and they got rid of grenade hit markers, it would have set the standard for me. It really would have. You would still have to know your positioning, you would still have to have great teamwork, and I, man, I just really, they just need to get rid of radar and grenade hit markers. You would have that balance of classic mechanics along with the new mechanics that I was looking for. I love feeling like I'm moving faster. Okay. Halo 3 feels so fucking slow. But at the same time, we've talked about it so much. The maps were designed for it. The maps were the maps were designed for that gameplay model. Yep. Halo 5 is the same way. The maps were designed for that increased mobility. Right. And if you think about it, if when you spawn on narrows, you can take it like five steps and be right back in the in the fight, depending on where you spawn. Exactly. Where in Halo 5, you're usually spawning across map and you have to move quite a bit to get back to where you were or where the fight's taking place. Exactly. So I don't, yeah, I don't think it's... Like you said, the maps were designed for that style of gameplay. Yep. No, I think some of the maps in 5 are shit. But, and I think they needed more. They need more variety. But I think that that's besides the point. In terms of Halo 5 being one of the best enhanced mobility FPS games. Yes. I agree. Wholeheartedly. I tried playing, like, what was it? Call of Duty Infinite Warfare with, like, the wall running. and Too the, much. Yeah, it's way too much. The, the thrust and boost and clamber in Halo 5 was a good mix with it. It wasn't over the top like a lot of the other games went with it. Yep. Um, yes, I'm glad they took out Ground Pound and Spartan Charge. But um, I guess there is, I, I said it before, but Halo does change its gameplay mechanics like from game to game. And it's a huge change usually. Um, and... It's that's weird to me when you have such a core following. Like if you think about it, Call of Duty kind of there was an evolution for it. It wasn't just randomness, randomness, randomness every game. There's yep. like they they still go back to like the guns pretty much all play pretty much it feels the same from game to game. Yep. But it's just that gameplay loop that feels so fucking good about that. That's true. And if you think about it too, people complain that Halo 5 changed things. Right? Mm-hmm. They feel like they change it for the worst. What happened with Halo 1 to Halo 2? Oh, the aiming style changed. Oh, and population increased. But wait, Will, what, what happened between 2 and 3? Oh, wait, the aiming changed again. But the population increased. Huh. Hmm. Funny. I mean, now, the advanced movement is what took people out. But 
there's still mechanics that are changing between Halos. And even, I think people, like I said, like the next statement was, it got all of its hate from the nostalgia field hate waves. Yeah. Um, and I think that's just it. People were ex- wanted classic Halo and Halo 5 was not it. Exactly. And I mean, that's probably, that's why they have MCC now. If you want that classic Halo, it's there for you. Yeah. And it's still fun. And I mean, they, it's, it's amazing that they stuck with that and re basically redid it. Yep. Thank God. So. Still some issues though with it, but that's besides the point. All right. Josh, would you like to read yours? Yeah. So I don't know if this is much of a hot take, but, uh, people really do love Halo Force campaign. And for the life of me, I can't understand why. So my hot take was Halo Force campaign is basically destiny, but with a narrative insert Cortana into this or that is the same as inserting the ghost into this or that. It's the same shit. When we play through four, I cannot wait till you get to witness what happens in that game. It feels like every five minutes you're putting Cortana's chip into something else. Oh, I, chief, in, chief, put me into that. Chief, put me into that. Chief, insert me into that. Chief, I need to scan that. Chief, chief. Fuck <laughs> off. Uh, it's terrible. And of course you I, have, you have, the, you have situations where when you put her into things, you have the wave of enemies coming at you like in fucking destiny. It's the same shit. It's, uh, I get it because it's an AI based enemy, right? Yeah. So you, you need to learn things about, like, from a story standpoint, it makes sense. But the fact they have you do it so much. Yep. I guess I'll have to wait and see. But HS Protoc. Yeah. All right. That's what I, I mean, I can't comment on it because I haven't done it. But Yeah, when you, when you play it, I'm excited to see what you have to say. Maybe you'll even like the campaign. Who am I to say? And maybe people like the campaign for the story, not so much the mechanics. Very true. But I understand. I understand. I try to make sense out of everything. I shouldn't try to make sense out of hot takes. Should just let them roll. I mean, you know, the, that's what I wanted to hear everybody's hot takes about, though. I wanted to see what people were going to say about it. Um, but yeah, before before we go on to shout outs. Did you see the Twitter thread that I included? The original one? Yes. Yeah. Okay. I just want to pluck a couple out. Okay. I just want to hear what you have to say about them. Okay. Okay. Halo 2 Relic didn't deserve the H2A remake. Why not? That's why I wanted to hear your opinion. If it weren't for Halo 5, Halo 2 would be the worst game in the series. It has aged horribly and the campaign is awful. Hmm. (gasps) Whoa. Holy shit. Um, I honestly don't like Halo 2's multiplayer gameplay. Okay. Not a fan of it. Uh, the campaign was fine. I don't... Uh, I had more. I definitely had more fun in 1 and 3 than 2. Sure. So I, I, su- I suppose. But Halo 4, people... Uh, don't like Halo... Mm, mm, that's... A, that's mm. <laughs> Halo 3 is an over-glorified fetch quest for, for Cortana. There was one. Wasn't there one mission where you go get her? Well, I mean, technically you're going for the whole game. You don't get her until the second to last mission. Oh, okay. I mean, sure. <laughs> but there's... 
it's not like you're searching for Cortana the whole time. You're out there fighting enemies and then you finally get her. Halo 3's armor unlocking system was more fun than Reach's. You didn't play Reach. Nope. I'm going to say it's a no. Um, let's see here. What do you got? Halo 5 multiplayer is the best in the entire series. Halo 4 is a more entertaining story than Halo 3. Halo 5's multiplayer in the state it currently is in uh, is comparable to the likes of 3 and Reach. The rec packs are not good, but the people who treat them like a big issue are drama queens. They don't hamper the core PvP mode. Yep. We can agree with that. Poor reception for Halo 4 caused Halo 5's infamously bad campaign. Reach's implementation of armor abilities and loadouts caused Halo to move away from its roots. I agree. Dual wielding has a place in Halo, and fan toxicity and general shittiness will kill Halo before 343 does. Sure. I like that last one. There is a, a video lot. out there about gatekeeping in, in video game communities. I don't remember who made it, but it's out there on the YouTubes. It's, uh, it's an interesting watch about how people aren't as including to, into their community as they think they are. Last one here. Okay. Okay. I think this is a good one to stop on. <laughs> Silos, this is for you. Halo CE is overrated. ODST and Halo Wars are underrated. Sprint is a must-have in Halo. And Halo should always stay Xbox only. Mm. Those are some fucking hot takes. All right, what was the first one again? Halo CE is overrated. I have to agree. Yep, I do too. Like, I like it. I like Halo 1. I do. I loved the first story. The, the, the Halo 1 story. It was great. But the multiplayer, meh. Yep. What was the second one? ODST and Halo Wars are underrated. Never played either. Can't say. I don't like ODST for reason for other reasons that, yeah, whatever. And then Wars, I like Wars. Yeah, I think Wars is underrated. Uh, Sprint is a must-have in Halo. Depending on map size. Depending on how they design the game. Yes or no? Sprint is a must-have in Halo, Will. Now, now that you've played it, would you, if, when Infinite comes out? I still try to sprint when we play MCC, so I'm going to say yes. Okay, there you go. Halo should always stay Xbox only. Yes. Wow. Okay. Okay. I dig it. That's it. Do you think it should stay Xbox only? No. You want it on PC? Yep. Why? You really want to know why? Better better frames? Yeah. That's really all it is. I mean, I'm going to get an X. Like, I'll get an Xbox One X eventually. But the fact of the matter is I already have, like, a way better enough PC that I could just run it on that. And I'm going to play on controller anyway. So See, fuck yeah, it. I, but then you're going to run into the same thing that, like, Sea of Thieves is going through. But I'm not complaining about it. Where you're... So I don't care. You're not. Just wait. Exactly. That's That's the point I'm trying to make, though, is that... Like, I don't care if you, okay, if you want to segment it, that's another, that's another topic of discussion that we can have. But if they're merging the two together, because it's going to be a play anywhere title, 
then I I'd be fine with it. I don't fucking care. I just have a feeling the 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 mouse and keyboard guys they're gonna have a such a distinct advantage over in an arena shooter with that much mouse mobility and being able to turn on a dime. I don't know. Like that's if you want competitive Halo and it's Xbox players versus PC players. Sure. I don't. So here's my question to you then. Look at the Call of Duty Pro League or the Call of Duty World League, for example. Okay. Is Call of Duty Black Ops 4 on PC? It is. What do they play on? Still PS4. Now, granted, they have a sponsorship with PlayStation, so that's that's a whole other fucking thing. But the fact of the matter is they still play it on console. So what's to say that they release the game, it's a Play Anywhere title, which it will be because it's a Microsoft first-party published title, but they continue the esports trend on console. I I can already see people on the internet being fucking angry about it. But why? Why are you upset about it? You have the opportunity to play on PC now. Quit your fucking bitching. (laughs) I'm not kidding. There's going to be bitching on either side. Oh, it's not on PC. Oh, it's... But like, if you have it on PC and you keep the competitive side on Xbox, who fucking cares? Yeah. Sure. Who cares? Um, I'm going to say I'm pretty sure Infinite's going to be on PC. Yeah, it will be. It it, it is going to be. It is confirmed going to be on PC. It is a Play Anywhere title, which is a Microsoft first-party published title. All Microsoft first-party published titles, I think past Gears of War 4, are Play Anywhere titles. So yes, it will be. So yeah, what are you going to play it on? Are you going to play it on PC or Xbox? See that? I don't know. I don't know. What about all the people we've met that don't have PCs? But see, that that then comes into play. Is it cross-play? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> uh, That's going to be a really good topic see, for when that game gets actually like fully revealed. We'll have what well, we're, we're going to have to have like multiple episodes breaking this shit down. Yeah. Indeed. Indeed. Also, uh, so before we move on to shout outs, there's one last thing I want to say. Caddy Musician tweeted at us and stated, are you willing to be open-minded about Halo Infinite? Not bashing the game because it has advanced movement or a certain social aspect to it. How about we give this new Halo game a clean slate and support it 100%? We already do. Not everyone does. I think he's trying no, to get I'm out saying, to like everyone. No, I'm saying, like, you and I. Oh, yeah. You and I already do. Like, absolutely. I'll support that shit no matter what. I mean, if, if it's a shit game, I'm going to be the first person to tell you it's shit. But I'm going to play the hell out of it and give it its fair shake. Don't get me wrong. So. See, and... So, I... I I'm just going to say, I enjoy watching almost any esports, right? Yes. Yep. But I'm so invested in the halo side of things just because now i know the players i know i can recognize them and it's where i kind of started watching esports so of course i'm going to support the next game coming out to hope that will hopefully help build this thing back and who knows maybe we'll never get back to where it used to be in the old quote-unquote glory days but um we're still going to be around for it indeed all right well Finally there. Yep. Sorry, just wanted to get that last tweet in there. Um, it's time for some shout-outs. First and foremost, I did not do this last week, so I'm doing it this week. 
Shout out to everyone who participated in both our community playdates for the past two weeks. So on January 26, 2019, we had Heavy Rainfall, Hell on Earth, Sambari, Some Jesus. Yeah, that makes sense, right? Yeah. Intimidator 363, American Ripper, Delusional Life, Goalie Sniper, Viscous, Maddie Rum, Silas the Villain, Bebop Styles, Life and Zarners. It was a great, great, great playdate. And then... On February 2nd, 2019, we had Silos the Villain, Snipe N21, Crayola Smash, Scud Puddle, Daniel Daybreak, and Lanky Sasquatch. Thank you to everybody who participated. It was great. Will, that does it for the shoutouts. What do we got for community creations? Jesus. Um, we have Meme Monday. This is a specific one Josh included. Check it out in the show notes. Should I pull it up right now? You really, really should pull it up right now. And you know what? I don't even care if this comes through on the fucking mic. Turn it up a little bit, please. Oh, I can't. No, no, no. Turn it up. Okay. This is great. Go check it out. Please. Please, Will, do it. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that amazing? So... We're, we're not a video podcast yet. yet. So <laughs> what happened here on the screen is um, guy has a grenade launcher. He shoots it, gets killed himself, <laughs> and he smacks his desk, and Bruno Mars starts playing. Yep, and it, it was timed perfectly to Bruno <laughs> it Mars. It was fantastic. You got to check it out. It will be in the Google Doc of the show notes. It's fantastic. Oh, it's amazing. I'm gonna have to find that and retweet that later because it's it's do incredible. It up, dude. Do it um, up. Next, we have top Halo clips. We have the week two winner announced. Week two is wrapped up and every wrapped up everybody, and we've got our closest giveaway yet. Edging out with 21 likes, our winner is at God of Khan. Thank you for another week, and also big thanks to those who have liked the clips. So congratulations to God of Khan. Top Halo clips. Thank you for doing that. Just gets more Halo content out there. Next, we have Welcome to Halo Reach Evolved, a campaign overhaul mod for Halo Reach by the Vengeful Badam. Go check it out on YouTube. It's pretty sick. Sick, nasty, bro. It's pretty neat. Next, we have Muggsy, Muggsy announces potential new series by Muggsy. <laughs> <laughs> Who would have guessed? I've been thinking about the content I want to start making, and one of the projects I'm excited about is an entry-level course on getting started with making content. The goal here is to help those who don't make content because they might be too intimidated to get started. Let's go check it out if you're interested. Oh, yeah. Wish you the best. Next, we have Clamber versus No Clamber in Halo, a response to uh, Favorin and Azolai by Shyway. Another YouTube video there. Next, we have The Beginning, A Brief History of Competitive Halo 5, Part 1 by Trespass over on YouTube. We have the HTS Finals Dreamhack Atlanta Part 2 vlog by Lottie Von Prague, also over on YouTube. It's been a long time. She, yeah, took a little break. Yep. I know she's been doing, like, um, she's been doing other stuff. So, yeah. I mean, busy. I'm sure she's busy. Oh, yeah. Next, we have Halo Twitch Clips 6.0, 7.0, and 8.0 by Halo Twitch Clips. Three YouTube videos. Again, go check them all out. Great stuff. And Josh. Yes. If you're still with us, we said we had an announcement at the beginning of the show. We're almost at two and a half hours here. You know. And now we get to announce what we've been waiting for. What you all have been waiting for. Which I've been waiting for. Do you want me to say what it is? Go ahead, Josh. All right. So 
first and foremost, thank you to Scud Puddle for the initial, um, what, what the fuck word am I trying to say here? Idea. Yeah, yeah, they, thank you. I can't even think of words right now. The initial idea for this, um, we are proud to announce the first ever HCS Pro Talk Halo 5 1v1 tournament. Can we, I'm going to give a little backstory here. Go ahead. So. <laughs> this is great. Our last community play date. Yes. Get shit on, Scud. Yes. Um, Scud decided to... I don't I don't know if betrayals were happening. Shit talking started. Yep. And then 1v1 me bro came out. Yep. Between and it's him like, and I. And now it's, now, it's, now it's a 1v1 tournament being hosted by your own HCS Pro Talk. So we played in the, in the community play date. We played, like Will said earlier, um, one game per Halo in MCC. So we did one, two, three, and four. Okay. And Scud and I were on other teams. And every time, like every time I would kill him, I would say, get shit on Scud. Every time he would kill me, get shit on Josh. Basically, every time we would kill each other, we would throw fuck yous at one another. It was great. It was all in good fun. We have nothing but respect towards one another. Um, And then Scud had the idea of actually doing like a 1v1 tournament where him and I could actually have a 1v1 against one another. Um, So the plan is to use the drunken Halo 1v1 settings that Scud will be providing to us. Um, in which case we have plenty more details to come, but will, when is our, when is our tentative date for this tournament taking place? So we have it set currently at Saturday, February 23rd. Again, features the 1v1 settings used in the Drunken Halo podcast 1v1. Um, the prize is right now it's bragging rights. Yep. Um, so yeah, like Josh said, we have more details. To come, how to register, the format, the full format, and player limit, et cetera, things like that, you know. Yep, and then uh, the plan is, depending upon how many people we have set up, we may have a Bravo stream, maybe, um, in which case both Will and I would not be competing in the tournament, but don't worry, Silas and I will get our 1v1 on, and maybe we'll invite Tasman over so I can whoop his ass too finally actually make it happen yes um but yeah will you said you're going to be casting no matter what is that correct or are you going to be competing i don't know hcs pro talk we'll have to wait and see i feel like i should cast and try to run the stream because it'd be hard to compete we have to have someone talking it can't just be a stream of us playing without people it's a tournament. We got to have casting. Yeah. And like I said, if we have, if we have a, de- like a good amount of people, then we'll have a Bravo stream set up as well. So both Will and I will be casting and, um, it'll just be a good time. Yep. So depending, depending on how many people we have signed up, that'll kind of depend on the time frame yes. of what we'll need to complete the tournament and streams. Um, but yeah, just, I'm excited for it. I'm excited too. So yeah, um, bracket discussion, where you're going to be able to register, what the official rules are going to be, so on and so forth. All that will be announced shortly. Um, so just stay tuned to the social medias and it'll all be there. And I know we're going to talk about it on the show as soon as everything we have everything ironed out. Yep. Um, I'm assuming 
there will be a lot of talk in the Discord about it yes. when we get it set up. Yep. So join our Discord for the most information. That everything will be over there for sure. So that way you just don't miss a tweet or miss something. Um, if you're interested in playing. I know, shameless plug for the Discord a little bit, but it's really the best way you're going to find out all the information. Well said, Will. And you know what, Will? Now that we've kind of reached this point and you've already done one, you might as well do them all. And by all, I mean Will. Plug the show, please! All right, you can find us on your favorite podcast services. Just search for HCS Pro Talk. We are on iTunes, Google Play, Podbean, Stitcher, and Spotify. Leave us a review and let others know about the show. As I just said, join our Discord. Great community discussion and all things Halo over there. Um, we have our Xbox Club and Spartan Company. Search for HDS Pro Talk there. We are on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, Mixer, and Esportspedia. Again, search for HCS Pro Talk. Josh. Yes. Tell them what we got coming up on the next episode. On the next episode of HCS Pro Talk, Will and Josh bring you the UGC Winter Series is officially going to, well, it's going to be begun. Um, and we'll recap the first of the six tournaments. The Halo Draft League playoff picture is nearly complete and should be complete by the next episode. The AGLA continues with some bigger matchups. And we get to maybe have more information on that Halo 5 1v1 tournament. So yeah, ladies and gentlemen, that is going to do it for episode 58 of HCS Pro Talk. We want to thank you very much for listening, and uh, we hope you enjoyed your time in this over two and a half hour long episode. We'll be back next week with maybe a not as long episode. But until then, I love you. Will loves you. We all love you. And uh, not to get too creepy, but uh, bye bye